I will shoot you. I don't want to, but I will. Hey! I thought you cared! No! You said, Ryder! Ryder, don't you care? Don't you have anyone who cares? I thought that was you! Come on, man! Pay him back! I'm not going to shoot you. All right, I'm going to give you the 10, then the deal's off. I got a gun. I'm going to use it. I'm going to take your life back. Hey! Come on, man! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. You're going to take this down to zero? Come on, motherfucker! Shoot me! I am not going to shoot you. 5, 4, Come on! Eight, 3. Police drop your weapon! I'm disappointed in you. Alright everyone, welcome back to Gundammit MAHQ. This is uh, episode 137, and joining me as always is uh, Soulbro and Chris. Say hello. What's up everybody? Yo. Yo, so cool. And this is our second episode of 2014, and uh, it's going to be kind of an action-packed episode. Once again, we'll be doing a Gundam-specific topic as going into our thoughts and quick review of volume four of Gundam the Origin, the um, release uh, by Vertical um, of the Japanese uh, manga from a couple, well, from early 2000s. So uh, we'll be going over that. And this is actually uncharted territory because this is new uh, material uh, up to episode or up to volume three. Uh, that was all the stuff that was had been previously released by Viz, and now we're actually going to be going into some new stuff. And wow, boy, was it nice to wait what uh, 15, 10, 15 years to see what happens <laughs> after uh, <laughs> once they make it to Jabro. So we'll be talking about that, and then in our second topic, this is going to be great because this is a Soul Bro specific topic. Is you know he is Gundam's <laughs> top gamer. <laughs> and so uh, Solbro is going to be th- going over and we'll be talking about some of the upcoming mecha anime or uh, mecha video game releases uh, slated for 2014. Uh, we'll, we'll be taking bets at the end of that segment to see how many of them actually do get released in 2014. But um, so, yes, yeah, so I know everybody can't wait. Indeed. For that. Yes. Res- <laughs> the resident gamer himself, Solbro right here. <laughs> The, uh, the the what is it? You're what the uh, the virtual sacrifice for all the players on full boost? Yes. <laughs> is that an achievement yet to kill Solbro? <laughs> I'm sure it is to them. <laughs> it's a worthless achievement because it's so easy to get. <laughs> you 
<laughs> Silver <laughs> Trophy, you've just killed Soulbro a hundred times. <laughs> shout, shout outs to Fred Rex, who's probably the most the most prolific killer of Soul Bros in the in the nation. Wow. <laughs> Just the, the ashes of Soul Bro just litter the playing field there. Indeed. What, 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 uh, what, uh, before we go into uh, the news and stuff, what uh, level do you get killed in the most, Soul Bro? What, do, do you know? Or is it, is it space or field? or <laughs> is it, What about desert? Desert? Desert, yeah. <laughs> I've died everywhere. There's parts of me all over the place, but uh, no, no place in particular. Um, there I doesn't just, seem to be one that you die more in than others. Probably side seven. Because <laughs> that, that, that site gets picked, that whips, that, that page, that stage just gets picked a lot. So I would say if I died in most places, that would be the place I get murked. So. Oh, wow. All yeah. right. Well, that's some good stuff. Chris, uh, any, any MHQ stuff before we go? Uh, into some news as I'm walking over to the Larry King Memorial News Studio? No. Okay. Well. Just sat down into my news chair, coming to you from the Larry King. You are the king. You are the king. Memorial newsroom. This is some Neos listener submitted news, and always you can submit your articles in the Neos listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And the first one here comes from Mactin GM. And oh my gosh, sit down. I hope you guys are sitting down. You know Disney, mm-hmm. Darth Darth Mouse has appointed a group to determine a new official Star Wars canon. And uh, I guess they've done a special committee to figure out what is going to be part of Star Wars canon and what won't be according to the expanded universe, which is a lot of... I I think it's mostly books and games, if I'm correct on that. Mm -hmm. So, And then uh, I guess from that point, they'll be figuring out what... Um, the new canon, you know, starting off with that great episode seven. Can't wait for that, that, that piece of that masterpiece uh, to to hit hit the ears. So, uh, guys, you know anything about this? Have you any of you ever read anything from the expanded universe? Yeah, I've read some stuff and obviously played games, but I'm guessing what they'll probably just end up doing is throw out everything and just start all over. Yeah, it's, that, that'd probably be the best thing. Mm-hmm. to do so yes so thank you mr mechton gm for your submission ah the first one here comes from bent noir evil australian and it doesn't have it anymore but maybe you guys can quote on this he said there was a, a 1.3 million dollar giant robot that was listed on amazon it's, it's no it's no longer on there but did you guys hear about this or see it or anything oh, i should have put it on my wish list <laughs> oh really was that the one that i, I guess uh was i guess it was up for auction but uh it's the ones that are made for construction or something yeah this is coming from the anime news network yeah yeah it looks just like um yeah looks that i don't want that is is it that uh kuratas thing yes it is it's in pat labor yeah yeah say the four wheel kuratas yep yeah price tag 1.3 million yen so uh it's a kuratas start kit but does include the arms really then how can it be a mecha what is it a one it's a no arm mecha what is up with that it's got a disability, now, man. <laughs> hey, man, is it, doesn't, is it, doesn't is Trotty it, got by just fine without arms? They did. They did. Those. That's true. Those ostrich-looking <laughs> pods. So, yeah. Uh, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Uh, next one here comes from Rodimus76. 
and maybe Solbro knows about this, but he talks about this. There's a YouTube video about a reaction to Omnicorp's CES 2027 presentation. I guess it's something, so probably some type of viral thing for uh, RoboCop, that new RoboCop movie. I have yet to see it. Um, I heard oh, okay. about it, though, and uh, if anything, uh, what does the article have to say about it? It's a YouTube link. Well, deck on it. <laughs> I do need Thank to watch that then, but uh, if anything, uh, it, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, I didn't know they even had a presence at CES until after the fact, so I'm kind of sad I missed that. So, well, What about you, Chris? Do you care about this, just like you care about the RoboCop movie? <laughs> I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't pay that much attention to viral marketing videos. It's yeah. like, oh my god, I need to watch this now. I'll watch it when I get to it. Mm. Yeah, or, or watch it on what the D, uh, Blu-ray uh, extras. <laughs> and sometimes they're pretty cool. Like yeah. um, back with uh, that god awful movie Prometheus, they had Guy Pierce film like a fake futuristic uh, TED talk. Yeah. Oh I wow. That. Oh cool. Kind of in line with uh, you. You need to live forever and all this other stuff. Yeah, pretty much. It was kind of weird. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission, and uh, I guess we'll all be checking that out um, <laughs> later on. Oh, man. Next one here comes from Mechton GM. And, wow, this probably would have been in my uh, – I probably would have submitted this into the Hopers and Dreamers corner if I would have oh. remembered this. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but, you know, goof-la-boof. Uh, he says that he's going to retire from all public life. So what does that exactly mean, I wonder? Does that mean, like, actually breathing life? Or just... Sadly, <laughs> it was apparently short-lived as uh, reported oh, by back? Ralph Garman on Hollywood Babylon. Oh, Damn. really? Yeah, apparently, I think uh, Jim Carrey took a dig at him on a late-night show, so he came back on Twitter talking crap about Jim Carrey, and Uh-oh. yeah, he did not really retire from him. And then he said, apparently, I'm no longer famous. And I said to myself, I only wish that were true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish you weren't famous either. It, it says here, though, that he's currently filming a World War II film opposite of Brad Pitt, so was he really retired from public life? <laughs> it's like, I'm retired from public life, but yet I'm still making a movie. <laughs> Art is thievery. Don't criticize me. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Plagiarism himself. Probably getting on Brad Pitt's nerves right now. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Uh, if 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 Brad Pitt hasn't uh, gone crazy with the nineteen thousand kids he has now, uh, then I don't think any. I don't think a. Uh, I don't think Goofle Booth will uh, bother him too much. Oh, he also uh, headbutted some dude at a bar in London. So. Oh. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ. Why? Who Goofle Booth did or yeah, uh, Brad Pitt? Oh, why? Why did he do that? I don't know. I mean, he shouldn't be starting oh. trouble since we've we've uh, we've seen him start trouble at bars before and get his ass kicked. He so he should know better. Wrecked. <laughs> yeah, he's he's messing with the Brits. I mean, the the beer is like uh, beer is like spinach to the Brits. You know, They're the masters of the barroom brawl, man. Why why are you messing exactly. with these guys, man? Soccer hooligans, man. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> yes. He wants to now, die. Well, that stinks. So that's kind of a man. I feel like I need to recant this uh, article. Then, jeez. So he really well, didn't was, retire. It was it was a short-lived article. Damn. A short-lived Damn. respite from Goofleboof. Oh gosh. And and the world sighs again. But uh, thank you, Mister G uh, Mechton GM, for your and submission. the angels cry. And the angels cried. And Coggly's crying. Um, but uh, Solbro, got mm-hmm. your hand on the button. It's oh, the shoot. first one of the night. The survey news alert. Let's go. Michael Bay. 
Yes, yes, and this comes from Rodimus76, and of course this is playing into Survey's upcoming masterpiece, Transformers 4, Age of Extinction of Childhoods, and it's, this is coming from the Nuke the Fridge blog. Uh, website, and there's been some pictures that have been uh, taken showing the uh, Dinobots that are they're featured on a product box. So yes, and they don't look like Generation One. So what do you? So even more and more childhoods were dying once they learned about this. They're getting crucified, man. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now, and yes, yeah, they uh, they they're looking real uh, they're looking real different. And I, I read uh, it looks know. like they got Grimlock, Slag, and there's a Velociraptor, and then Swoop, and then looks like they're missing some other some of the original. I didn't know there were five of them, huh. mm -hmm. and they didn't combine, did they? They weren't one of no. those teams no, that combined. No, they were not a Gestalt. <laughs> and the <Okay>. Gestalt. <laughs> I always wish they were, though. I really wish they did. By the way, I have some Transformers news of my own. Oh, yeah, please. Oh. I, if it's uh, what I think it is, go for it, man. No, probably not. I wish Just it. a little little minor tidbit. I'm sure probably no one submitted it, but I noticed that uh, about maybe two weeks ago on Netflix, they went and added Predacon Rising. Oh, did they? Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so you can see the entire Prime saga now on Netflix if you are a subscriber. So absolutely no reason now to not get started if after our exhaustive reviews you still have not watched it. Get out there and do it. Go oh, you, tonight. Or, you could, or what you could do is you could watch Predacons Rising the movie while listening to our review and hope, and hope <laughs> your internet doesn't slow down. So... Yes. Well, thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission and for the first survey news alert of the night. But I will have to, I do have a little critiquing here. Please uh, see previous entries of the format of the survey news alert because I almost missed this one. This is not the way that, that I've requested it to be, um, to be done here. So, uh, it has to it has to come off the screen to me, just like a survey movie with explosions. <laughs> well, <laughs> not as, yet. As but, much as um, you can on an all text forum. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so thank you for that. Oh, and Rodimus seventy six comes back and cue the other button, Soul Bro, because he comes back. He starts off with a survey news alert, and he comes up with a robot apocalypse alert. Is America so robophobic? Oh man, that one two punch. That he did that he didn't list correctly again. So Rodimus <laughs> seventy six. Uh, please uh, you're getting a three, an unsatisfactory for following directions. So but this is this is bad. This is oh my god, I'm clutching the tomes. There is they have created an artificial war, a womb. Ooh. Uh yes, an artificial womb. And of course, and what country would make this take a guess it's <laughs> canada <laughs> no chris you got, you got any guess that any that would make electronic uh, uh an artificial womb that's got saline solution in it and and things like that does it start with j and end with a pan <laughs> <laughs> kind of yes yes it does <laughs> and is the the scientist's name uh dr ulen hibiki and is he out to create the ultimate coordinator <laughs> Uh, no, actually, it is uh, Yoshinaro Kuwabara. He's the chairman of the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at 
Gentando University in Tokyo, and they're making, they've been, oh wow, they've been making artificial placentas for a decade. Well, why do you want them artificial? Because aren't you supposed to eat that after you have your babies? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, you're supposed to, right? Isn't that what people do? And I guess this is a good thing because they're doing it. It was uh, originally done for premature uh, infants, you know, to help do all that stuff. But the way that I see this, this is the beginning of battery time in the matrix. This is this <laughs> it will could be, also be the beginning of coordinator time, so you better get your sandwich board sign and have written up on it for a blue and pure world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm too much on the genetic engineering side. I'm not that much. Robots, yes. Uh, genetic engineering, I'm okay with that. I mean, unless they become like con, like real con. Not... Go back to space, monsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna hit, we're gonna need genome soldiers to take on the robot apocalypse. So <laughs> that is true. One, that one, is true. One one monster against the other. Let's go. <laughs> it's the apocalypse of the apocalypse. What of automation of mankind wins? <laughs> Artificially intelligent robots or genetically enhanced freaks? <laughs> Whichever one of them wins, we all lose. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a sa- a Saturday afternoon sci-fi movie. <laughs> We'll, we'll know in our golden years. Janetto, <laughs> Janetto soldier versus uh, artificial bot. Robosaurus. <laughs> Robosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It might be already copyrighted. Janetto soldier versus Robosaurus. <laughs> if not, you should run out there and pitch it to the asylum. <laughs> They're like, I love this. It'll be on shows I tomorrow. Love it. <laughs> we'll make five movies out of it. We'll have a whole trilogy. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Mac to GM. This is probably the, the, the most I've ever laughed during a robot apocalypse uh, article. You letting down your guard not, there? It's not because of this. Nope, nope. That's all I need is Robo Lizard getting on me about it. Because it'd be like, ooh, you're turning, man. You're turning. I but, got you. uh, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you for your submission, Rodimus76, and please follow directions. Uh, next one here comes from Vent Noir. Oh, my God. And uh, this is coming from the Anime News Network, and I, I feel like we need Peter here. So uh, it's, it's talking about there's going to be a new anime game, a new anime, a game, and a pachinko uh, for a um, – there's a new anime series called X Maiden. And, oh. yes, yes, it takes place – Get this. It takes place in the year 20XX. Ooh. Oh, just like Mega Man 2. <laughs> yeah. And it's when, it, when a mysterious alien race known as the Fro, Fio, suddenly appear on Earth. And the Fio's dreadful attacks force humanity to engage in a difficult battle. But, man, but humanity's last hopes, the X-Maiden, who wear weapons built to destroy Fero, are about to set out. Great. This just, uh, oh my gosh. And it looks like, and of course, there's a cat. Uh, <laughs> they're in various power armors with no helmets except the girl that has the cat ears. So, um, Chris, uh, is this going to be ready for your, your watching? Let me see when this is getting released. Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. Oh, there you go. So, guys interested? 
I, I, um, I'm, sure. you could say, you, you could say no. Sub, right? I'm, okay. I'm gonna have to sit on the bench. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Fent Noir, for your submission. You see that I really got everybody here. Uh, thank you for that. Oh, next one here comes from Poster Saber. Oh. oh, and Saber broke the uh, he broke the unwritten rule. Oh. Don't post a, a Japanese language website. <laughs> but I think I can pretty much have it. Uh, uh, I can think I could take what he's saying right here because this is going. It looks like it is the Sunrise Anime's Japanese website, and he's just mentioning here that the Gundam Build Fighters OST has uh, been announced for March 12th for release March 12th, 2014. It's a two disc. Uh, set selling for 3,500 yen. So Ooh. there you go. I guess Soul Bro, you'll be getting this from the methods, uh, the method store, I will, I will, the I will, methods I will, on the online store. I will, I will pre-order it. <laughs> <laughs> In so many words. <laughs> so, I. Yeah, that that new uh, that new the methods uh, music store. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Saber, for your submission. And once again, please don't uh, put Japanese websites up there because we don't. I can't confirm it, and that's what I do as a real news person. I confirm my source. Damn it. <laughs> Never give them up, but I confirm them. Next one here comes from Gundam Type Zero, and this is coming from Crunchyroll, and it says here that Tamino, we know him, guy that kind of did what Gundam, a couple other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here that he's cre- he's announced that there's been announcing a partnership with a Hollywood effects company, what? and if this is not Survey Limited, I don't know why. What other special effects company would you go to? Well, it's it's the one that did Man in a Can three. And Pacific Rim. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool then. All right. Yes, it says here that it's um, Legacy Effects, formerly known as Stan Winston Studios. Oh, they did practical effects for Avatar, Man in the Can 2, Avengers, and Pacific Rim. Okay. Well, that's that's that. I, I guess that that's okay. They got some problems. <laughs> yeah, they they. And it says they're going to be movies based on Japanese manga and animation from Hollywood to the world. So, uh, Chris. This was posted a few days ago. Any updates do you know about this? Has anything else been released? Or Yes, uh, the announcement was uh, on today, the day that we're recording. Mm-hmm. And uh, it <clears throat> basically was an announcement of an announcement because they said, hey, uh, Tamino's going to make a movie, but we're not going to say what it is. Okay. See you, see you later. Yeah, so <laughs> kind of an announcement of the announcement that they already announced. It's like a teaser so. of a teaser trailer? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> The rabbit hole so goes we, deep. I mean, we know exactly nothing more now than we did before. Damn. Good. Okay. Well, that that's that's good to know. But hey, it's maybe it's Gundam, even though it's not. <laughs> Let's just believe that it might be, even though it couldn't possibly be, because it's not Sunrise. Yeah, unless well, unless they're that's involved, true. that's the only way it could happen. Uh, Sunrise. Do you think they're involved, not? <laughs> Which clearly means they are. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there'll be any. Wonder if be any merchandising with this? You think? Just wondering. Who knows? I, well, well, go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say thank you, Mr. Gundam Type Zero, for your submission, and thank you, uh, Chris, for that follow-up there, and and thank you, Sunrise, for the vague announcement today. We look for more to come in the future. You mean so, not Sunrise? Not, 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 not Sunrise. Sunrise. <laughs> or not Sunrise, or whoever um, that that partnership thing, mm-hmm. whatever. So. 
Screw it. Benoit comes back with some. Uh, he comes back with the official 2014 Gunpla Builders World Cup rules. Ooh. What do you think some of these rules are, man? You can't. You, you got to build the Gundams yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't necessarily see that, but hey. yeah, that's probably it's uh, probably implied. Not by uh, you know slave labor like Solberg does. <laughs> the, the Earth is the ring. Yes. Oh, wait, wrong, uh, wrong tournament. <laughs> judge's decision is final. Prizes won cannot be exchanged for cash or any other form, but that's why you have eBay. Every entry requires a title. Oh, okay. Ooh. And you have uh, three different classes. You have an open class, and this is the main class of the competition. The top. 10 entries are awarded a prize, and it's open to any type of kit remodeling as well as scratch building of additional parts to incorporate an original Bandai Gundam kit. Entries must be entered as part of a diorama. Uh, base dimensions of the diorama can be more than 50 by 50 by 50 centimeters. Wow, okay. All grades and scales are allowed in the open class, and... They must be made from original Bandai Gundam kits, not those Chinese knockoffs. Um, there's a junior open class. I would probably where Solbro would put his outsourced Gundams in there since they were built by young children. <laughs> Modelers must be must be younger than 14 or have turned 14 in 2014. So yeah, uh, novice class. Um, and then let's see. You you want to know what the first prize is? What's that? Is, for is the open class novice, is novice class like a, like a really small little baby beta? It says here it's designed for modelers that have not built many Gundam kits before. Solbro, there will be one awarded to the top entry. Models entered in this class that are determined to be in competitive in the open class will be moved to the open class. Okay, models must be built out of the box. No modification or scratch building allowed. Mm-hmm. Mounting of models on display is highly recommended. Kits must be made from original Bandai Gundam kits, and all grades and scales are allowed. So... Yeah, it's basically you can do level one Gundam two hours. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty much what that is. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, oh, you want to know what the judges will be uh, judging? What their the judges' requirements are based What's on their basis of judging? What's that? It's going to be painting, pan, panel lining, and body decoration. Ooh. Modifications to the original kit, if any. Body decoration. <laughs> oh. Creativity, originality, posing, coloring, concept, diorama, construction quality, advanced painting or construction techniques, overall presentation. And what do you think the first prize of the open class is? Uh, I'm actually looking at the page, so I can't answer. (laughs) What do you think, Chris? You uh, get to meet Tamino, and he will personally autograph and then smash your winning entry. No, no. Um, it would be a return trip to the finals representing Australia. Oh, this is Australia. Okay, so this is if you win. Representing Australia at the 2014 Gunpla Finals, two days, two nights, three days, and a trophy and product hamper from Bandai. Is that like a clothes hamper? Wow. Or maybe Interesting. A, a Gunpla hamper of some sort. <laughs> wow. So, Solbro, is this getting you inspired to maybe try for Gunpla Builders World Cup yeah. 2015? Are you oh. going to get the... Uh, Sol Solcom, all the all the worker bees at Solcom, uh, model productions Solcom. ready to go. I'll have them. I'll have them submit the uh, one one forty fourth ball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Got to put it together with tweezers. 
with well, a thank- uh, Pizza Hut logo on it. There you go. There you go. Done. Well, thank you, Mr. Vet Noir, for your submission. And the next one here comes from PQ Comics. And he's talking about a link here that, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, we've heard about this before. The Valkyrie robot that NASA wants to send to Mars. Yeah, you got to put this as robot apocalypse news. These guys are slipping. I'm getting – we have rules. It's to help make this thing flow. If it's robot apocalypse, denote it, survey, denote it. Thank you, Mr. P.K. Qualum. Oh, my gosh. And he comes back, PKQ Comics. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm reading this because I'm a little perturbed at this point. Oh. But um, Transformers voice actor Seizo Katu had passed away, and he's uh, oh. done such things as Galvatron and Megatron in Transformers. She won forever! Um, <laughs> and he did Hazako and Outlaw Star. Who is that? Outlaw Star? Is, it, is, that one of the, is that one of the... Oh, that's the big dude. You think was that so? One, was that the big dude that was part of that crazy Shaolin group? He, he probably was one of the. He's probably one of the uh, the Shaolin uh, members, but I don't remember which one that was. It's been a while since I've seen the show, but I'm looking. Yeah, this guy had a list. pretty good life, though, man. He had a 80, 86. Died of the old cancer, man. Yeah. Gets you every time. Bucket full of damn. wind, man. Damn. Except for how he went out, but uh, yeah. damn. Yeah, cancer. I mean, that's just like everyone else. I mean. Uh. We're all going to die of cancer, so. That's not the fate I wished for. <laughs> well, just, you know what, Soul Bro? Uh-huh. You will, what if you get cancer of the uh, fighting game thumb? Hey, what then, you do? then I'll what have to you? accept my death gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you do that every, when, when do you play Gundam uh, Extreme? <laughs> every other week we play uh, on. Uh, every what, what day? On what day? Usually Fridays or Saturdays. So every other Friday or Saturday, you're always, accept, you're always. Uh, accepting your death. So, <laughs> thank you, Mr. PQ Comics, for your submission. We got jokes. Well, <laughs> next one here comes from Rodimus76, and he posted up some pictures from the Mecha Guy blog, and you guys can just check it out. There's new pictures and video from the Pat Labor, the Next Generation oh. project. So uh, check that out. And the last one here comes from Vent Noir, Evil Australian. Mm-hmm. It would have to be an evil Australian to submit this. Man, damn you, Japanese 7-Elevens. They get another Gundam kit. It says here that uh, 7-Eleven Japan has long been the envy of overseas Gundam fans. Uh, you know, we get uh, Mar- this is here. We get Marvel branded Slurpee cups, the stale nachos. <laughs> Japanese fans get to purchase official 7-Eleven branded Gundams. And uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. There's a uh, the newest one is the HGUC 144. Oh gosh, one of my new Gundam uh, ver- version GFT. So yeah, it comes yeah. with 7-Eleven decals too. Yeah, wow. it's, it's got the color scheme, and I'm looking at the other ones here too. Holy shit, they really yeah, look at that these, man. guy too. I'm, I'm salty free. as hell. <laughs> so, so this new Gundam is just for show. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's it's green and white, just like the colors of Seven Eleven. Yeah, look at that, man. They, I'm looking at the strike. They have a strike freedom. Yeah, they do. Wow, that's. Fantastic. I wish that would. Wouldn't that be great if it was like full size and instead of spamming lasers, it would just spam uh, Slurpees at there, you? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the official drink drink uh, caddy of uh, of Gundam Seed. <laughs> 
Yeah, they, they, they've they've other the previous collaborations have been a one forty fourth act guy, Strike Freedom, and the Arc seventy eight dash two. So yeah, there you go. So uh, thank you for your submission there, Mr. Vent Noir. And uh, thank you, everyone, for all your submissions. Please read the rules. Um, if you have any articles to submit, please go to the NEOS Listeners Submitted News Articles thread in the Gundam section of the MechaTalk forum. And now from going from an extreme high of happiness and joy to now the extreme low of just ho-humming, it's now <laughs> the Hopers and Dreamers corner with Solbro and Chris as the killer. Thank you, Neo, for that rousing introduction. And um, for everybody who uh, participated in the Hopers and Dreamers Corner, thank you very much for your submissions today. If you want to know how to submit your hope and dream to the corner, um, head on over to mechatalk.net and find the thread. Uh, find a section for Gundam and then find the thread for the Hopers and Dreamers Corner and submit yours there. And uh, our first submission today is from Digundam Lagan. Um, he edited himself when he uh, originally asked about uh, Eureka 7 coming out here, but sure enough, uh, recently, old Funimation. <laughs> Our Funimation, as a, as as Funimation, uh, they recently announced that uh, that they they got the license and that they might be re-releasing uh, the original Eureka Seven out here. So um, I guess we'll stay tuned for that. But um, he writes in addition to that, he says for something more unrealistic, since Crest slash Banner of the Stars is being picked up by Funimation as well, I wish for a full redub since the original dub was even worse than Macross 2's dub. I can't imagine that. Uh, if possible... Hey, how could Macross 2's dub <laughs> be terrible when he gave us the gift of Dennis? Yeah, the gift that doesn't stop you. giving. Who, who, is this, who is this person? It's Digundam Lagan, man. Screw you, Digundam Lagan. Macross 2... <laughs> yes, exactly. It gave us... Culture. Uh, uh, actually, want... actually, I've seen Banner of the Stars and Crest of the Stars. Dub's not that bad. I, I I've heard a little bit of it. I, I wasn't too offended by the dub, so I didn't really. Uh, maybe maybe I didn't watch it long enough to be uh, all too uh, turned off on it. But uh, he continues, uh, if possible, but incredibly unlikely, have Brad Swell voice uh, G- Ginto with Chantal Strand as Lafiel. Lafiel, um, yeah. Uh, for something that's uh, stretching it to the max. I want a new series in the spirit of Build Fighters that also showcases Bandai non-Gundam models. It would be fun seeing uh, an MG Monkey D. Luffy face-off against the Zeta. Damn, that's a tall order. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get How to... How would you do that to the Zeta? <laughs> that's also crossing uh, labels as well. Uh, I'm sorry, labels, but Animation Studios. And uh, Since uh, Toei has the rights to uh, old uh, One Piece... I don't know if that's going to be likely. I don't know. But um, going back to your first uh, statement, uh, I, 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 I think that's pretty cool that you want to see a redub of Banner in the Stars or Crest of the Stars. But, man, I, it, we're lucky to get dubs nowadays. Um, Chris, any, any thoughts on that one? This is a pretty simple one to crush because, you know, when it comes to these license rescues, unless it's some ancient dinosaur mm-hmm. release from 20 years ago that had an atrocious dub, you're not going to see a company waste money on a dub when, from their perspective, a perfectly good one exists. That's true. So, not going to happen. <laughs> it would have to be the the people willing to, I guess, uh, 
Arista just blow money if they wanted just to do it for uh, their own satisfaction, basically, and do it for the fans. But yeah, because they really want to blow money for no reason on a release that's gonna probably get like nobody buying it. Yeah, uh, it, it would have to be a lot. It's not of- like it sold so well for Bandai to begin with. There had to be so much earning potential for them to do a dub that it would actually bring in more people to buy it. And I just don't see that happening with that. Um, but uh, thank you for that submission. And going on to your uh, idea for Build Fighters, I actually have a similar idea that I'll, I'll go into uh, later on today. But um, uh, if anything, yeah, uh, when it comes, Bandai has the, the marketing rights for these models. But when it comes down to it, uh, a lot of these uh, models that Bandai puts out are characters own, uh, are animated by other studios. So it might might make something like that kind of difficult and uh i don't know how i would feel to see characters that weren't mecha um that that are, have models of made of them that would be fighting uh mecha and mecha fights uh be fellas. stupid <laughs> chris our resident uh one piece uh aficionado man what what's your thought about that right there yeah that that ain't gonna happen because you know toy at all <laughs> but uh i'd be down for if something if they made sunrise fighters yeah, and you yeah. had you know like Lazner and votomes and code geass and all these things all thrown together yep i got in a conversation about that is I, I i was telling uh some of the cats i play with i was saying that um if while you're getting killed while i was getting killed i said if they made a second season of gundam build fighters i would love them to just expand it to sunrise build fighters and just in, constitute a role that people can use Mecha from all sorts of shows across the board that Sunrise has come out with. Because there's more models out there besides Gundam. So it'd be pretty interesting to see the Dunbine and the Escaflone and um, and the L-Game and stuff like that. Uh, Panzer World Galley and, and, and of course, uh, the old the old standby, the uh, the Scope Dog, man. I'd love to see that get involved in uh, these Gunpla battles. So it'd be pretty neat if that came along. But uh, thank you for your submission, uh, Gundam Lagan. And uh, we're going for our next, we move on to our next uh, submitter, which is Anomalia. And he writes, while we're talking about ridiculous things, how, how has Shenmue 3 not been mentioned? <laughs> because I know it'll never exist. Oh, my God. That is a, a tall order. Because <laughs> I, I, can, I can crush my own dreams on that without anybody's help. If there's anybody in this room, uh, in this conversation that wants to see that game come to light, it's Chris. And even he is very doubtful in that. Um, I, I love Shenmue 1 and 2. I played through most of 2 and all of 1. And um, it, they're fun games. 3, I would love to see happen. But ah, Yu Suzuki, isn't he done with Sega? Yeah, he left Sega a long time ago. And yeah. uh, Shenmue's deader than a doornail. And now Sega's had to crush my dreams about Yakuza as well, since they have not released Yakuza 5 in America and likely never will. So thanks again, Sega. Nice, nice. On a roll. Just crap out more Sonic games and <laughs> you keep doing what you're doing. And also for Dalo, uh, apparently no, no uh, Valkyria Chronicles three, since I know that's that's his personal fantasy. That's a sore spot for him. Well, Chris, have you ever thought of the power of an online petition? Sure. Because you know, if you if you petition it online, it'll happen. <laughs> Damn it. That's what the scrolls say, but that's not real. The scrolls? Oh my god, a callback. <laughs> but uh, many thanks to uh, Anamalia for that submission. Um, and uh, we'll go on. Oh, Dalo actually, uh, he uh, he writes uh, right in response to that uh, that hope and dream from Anamalia. He writes, "If you want Shinmu three, just play Sleeping Dogs." So, 
<laughs> or Yakuza. Or Yakuza, yeah. Yakuza is definitely in the spirit of Shenmue, um, the way the gameplay is and the, the different assortment of things you can do. So, yeah. And uh, Foul Sorceress actually added that as well, or any Yakuza game. So, thank you very much, fellas, for adding those uh, ideas. And that brings us to Yokozuna, Yokozuna Bulldozer. And his submission right, reads, uh, Just like how Patton summed up the Marvel world and Star Wars world, uh, Patton Oswald, uh, not not the general. <laughs> I, I was thinking, I was like, you know, it's it's a little little after his time. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. I, 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 know, I know General Patton went across Europe, but I didn't know he went across the Marvel and Star Wars world. Probably would, though, especially the Star Wars world. That'd be an, infinite, that'd be, uh, an impressive time-traveling feat. Most, Patton most, versus Akbar. Patton versus the Galactic Empire, the most inept, inept military on Earth. That in itself is another Patton Oswald rant. <laughs> But uh, he continues on. He says, uh, someone bravely take the challenge uh, to unify all mecha worlds into one epic TV show, a.k.a. live action Super Robot Wars, the drama. I hope and I hope and dream Midori Kawa Hikaru uh, does it since he has been a well-known fan of the franchise. After a lengthy speech, he finishes it off by uh, yelling Psy Flash and the whole place explodes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> blowing up a whole place is trademarked by survey. <laughs> Copyright infringement. I, I smell a lawsuit incoming, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean I've always wanted to see that. But uh, as we mentioned earlier, these these uh these studios, man, uh, I, I they sometimes play together, but in most cases, uh, I think that's virtually impossible. Maybe like a five minute short that they all did for fun, but I don't think uh. I don't think we'd ever really see a full series of that it's at no all. no fun in business. But uh, I'd love to see it, Chris. Whatever. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> but uh, that's it for the Hopers and Dreamers Corner. Thank you guys for your submissions, including you, Yokozuna Bulldozer. I appreciate them. And I pass the mic back to Neo. I do have to say before I kick this over to Chris, uh, Solbro, I do challenge your success ratio mm-hmm. because I turned on the TV the other day and mm-hmm. Piers Morgan and Jim Cramer are still on this earth. <laughs> so I am actually disputing your success ratio. I don't think it's there. All of it? <laughs> yes. So my two wins amount to nothing. So yes. are, are you saying that he's he's a, a confidence man, a flim-flam man when it comes to these hopes and dreams? Snake oil salesman. There you go. He's a snake oil salesman. Yes, he is. You found me out. Yes. <laughs> Like every day, every day, I'll turn on the TV, and they're still there. They are still there. But um, they're doing it for you, Neil. They're doing it for you. They, 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 no, they, they're fighting a good fight, sir. <laughs> I, I never understand a man that's hated by everyone still has a TV show, i.e., Piers Morgan. But whatever. <laughs> but now uh, we will digress into something. We'll, we'll take you. We went from the high of the news to the low of the hopers and dreamers. Mm-hmm. Now back up to the high of the old timey drama hour with uh, Chris. All right, our first one comes from Lightning Count, who says, I saw AJQ32 put one up for the MechaCore novels, so why not one for RMX? <laughs> <laughs> Young men and women are being abducted from their friends and family across the globe to fight in a war that is universal to all, but known to few. Is there a future? Arm X from The Road to Betrayal, Universal War, Arm X on Kindle. What about Kindle Fire? Sure. 
because neither are compatible. Next have Yokozuna Bulldozer. Academics no longer inspiring? School too dull that even teachers drool during teaching? Want some motivation stirring amongst your students? Then pick up that phone and call Eldran's Earth Defense Makeover. <laughs> Eldran's Earth Defense Makeover makes your school is the most memorable time of your students' lives. Eldran's Earth Defense Makeover comes with automated renovation, three mechs that combine to form a giant humanoid robot, and your school's very own evil alien army. Mm-hmm. Call now and get 80% off additional robots that make your school's robot even more powerful. All battles are edited as 50-episode narratives. Call 1-800-SUNRISE-NOW. Don't hesitate. Call now. <laughs> I'm sold. Okay. Okay. Uh, this next one comes from Zero the Mass Knight, who literally has offered up something that really is old-timey. Oh, all right. There's a link here for Dr. Scott's electric hairbrush, no. which is a legit old-timey thing. Oh, Hold shit. on. I got to hear this. <clears throat> Nature, the greatest force. Dr. Scott's electric tooth, he- electric hairbrush used with regularity absolutely prevents baldness, dandruff, or falling out of hair. It lets nature do her work. The mild electrical current stimulates the circulation through the scalp, bringing a healthy flow of rich, tone-building blood to the hair roots, thus ensuring a luxuriant, glossy, natural growth of the hair itself. Dr. Scott's brush is made out of pure bristles, not wire. Try the brush for 30 days. Then if you're willing to part with it, send it back and get your money instead. Price $1. Post paid. Don't take a substitute. Have you read Dr. Scott's book on magnetism? It's free. (laughs) Oh man, the good old days when you could just make claims on anything. That shit must have been torture to use, man. How many people zap their skull into into numbness with that shit? <laughs> who knows? What if it worked? Wow. We next have Red Comet ninety, who, for your reference, Solbro says, "Don't read this line out loud during the show, but you should have Solbro cut in the G Gundam music when you do this." <laughs> so that's your your cue. Done. This hand of mine glows with an awesome power. Its burning grip tells me to defeat you. Take this, my love, my anger, and all of my sorrow. Shining finger, go, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) Well read, sir. And for the last one we have, again, Zero the Mass Knight, who loves his zombies and he loves his Green Lantern, so here's both. Oh, shit. The blackest night falls from the skies. The darkness grows as all light dies. We crave your hearts and your demise. By my black hand, the dead shall rise. The Black Lantern Corps, man. Yep. Oh, my God. There you go. Oh, wow. All right. Well, that's it for the old timey. All right. Well, thank you. And, uh, guys, anything before we move on to our first segment? I'm all set for this review, man. All right. We're listening to Gundam at MHQ. A bad choice. What do the Anime Addicts Anonymous hosts think of My Little Pony? 
If you're a dude older than 12, <laughs> you really should not be watching My Little Pony. And if you are, go eat some chicken wings. Anime. I'd rather watch the Smurfs. Smurfette was hot. Addicts. I'm pretty sure I set a few My Little Ponies on fire when I was a, when I was a child. Anonymous. No, that's cool. I'm just saying, like, My Little Ponies burn real nice because they're made of plastic. Podcast. Visit us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes, Facebook, and live from Japan on Ustream.tv. Hey, guys, the Zeons are giving a speech. What? We have lost the hero to our glorious and noble cause. But does this foreshadow our defeat? No, it is a new beginning. Compared to Earth Federation, the national resources of Zeon are less than one-thirtieth of theirs. Despite this major difference, how is it that we've been able to fight the Federation for so long? It is because our goal in this war is a righteous one. It's been over 50 years since the elite of Earth, consumed by greed, took control of the Earth Federation. We want our freedom. Never forget the times when the Federation has trampled us. We, the Principality of Zeon, have had a long and arduous struggle to achieve freedom for all citizens of our great nation. Our fight is sacred, our cause divine. This is Garmus Funeral. It's nothing more than a propaganda campaign aimed against the Federation. Amaral, you could learn a lot from this. Yes, sir. My beloved brother Garma Zabi was sacrificed. Why? Because he was a spoiled brat. War is at a stalemate. Blame this on the misfortune of your birth. You double-crossed me, Char! Bartender, that one's on me, if you don't mind. Perhaps many of you have become complacent. We must send them Royal a Guard? That obvious? It's the smell. You're one of Cassilia's. We have wasted too much time with words. <laughs> I'm we impressed, Commander. The Earthside elite must be taught a strong lesson for their evil corruption. Hey, isn't that that Zeke big shot? Just look at that Zeke. There is no other way for mankind to last forever except by living under the direct control of we, the chosen, superior race of Zeon. He's nuts! Yeah, well, I heard you tell that a big offensive is going to start any day now. Oh, you got to be kidding. Who cares? We're going to drive those Zeon off our Earth one way or the other. Got that right. Those Zeke's better watch their asses. If this war drags on, it will pose a serious threat to all of mankind. We must teach those slow-witted people of the Earth Federation a lesson they will always remember. Now is the time for mankind to stand up for the future. Hey! Is this the enemy? Is it? What a bunch of nonsense. This man's trying to turn the Zabi family into a world dictatorship. Many of your fathers and brothers have perished valiantly in the face of a contemptible enemy. We must never forget what the Federation has done to our people. My brother Garmazabi has shown us these virtues through his own valiant sacrifice. By focusing our anger and sorrow, we are finally in a position where victory is within our grasp. And once again, our most cherished nation will flourish. Victory is the greatest tribute we can pay those who sacrifice their lives for us. Rise! Our people, rise! Take your sorrow and turn it into anger. Zeon thirsts for the strength of its people. Hail, Hail Zeon! I 
だ怒りに燃える投資があるなら巨大な Back to Gundam and MHQ. This is Chris, and we're getting into our first segment, which is a review of Volume Four of Gundam: The Origin in the continuing release by Vertical. And as Neo mentioned at the top of the show, this is in fact uncharted territory for us because Volume Three represented the point where Viz had originally left off more than a decade ago, and we're now finally, after all that time, seeing new material for the first time legally. Compared to methods, does Shar make it into Jabra? <laughs> <laughs> so basically,、uh, we pick up after the death of Ramba Rall, and we have the White Base getting some repairs over in Lima on their way to Jabra. And unfortunately, they get attacked more by the Zeon, and with some help from Matilda, they、uh, get to the neutral territory of Cusco. And that's a world historic site. So you've got the Zeon and the Federation there. And interestingly, while on the streets, going through a marketplace, the white race crew encounters the Black Tri Stars. Oh man! Yeah, that's new stuff. <laughs> Dressed、uh, with、uh, ponchos and <laughs> other generic Hispanic attire. Trying to blend in, but they stick out like sore thumbs. <laughs> Pretty much. So the plan is. To have the white base leave Cusco and there to be a decoy operation to keep the Zeon off their trail, but unfortunately the information gets leaked because we also see in the story the introduction of General Elrond from the TV show, and he's just as much of a rat here as he was in the TV series. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Oh. So, Although this introduces him a little earlier than in the TV show. Yes.、Right? Yes. Definitely.、Mm-hmm. So we have、uh, the white base.、Um, Getting attacked, and separately we have the Tri Stars getting used to Earth combat with the domes, and all them little makeshift repairs went to naught because they end up running into、uh, Hamon and her crew, who are out to get revenge for Rambaral, and that pretty much plays out the same way as it did in the TV show and the movie with everyone. Being pinned down, and instead of just a、um, little rotating pod, it's actually the entire gallop that is trying to ram into the white base. And you know, same thing happens as before, where、uh, Hamon's gonna shoot Amaro in the back, but then Ryu comes in with a core fighter and takes her down. Although they kept the、uh, sad lamentation and pathetic crying scene from the TV series, which I could have done without. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> if we don't, it's my fault that he died. No, it's my fault that he died. No, it's no. my fault that he died. No, it's his fault that he died because he committed <laughs> he committed suicide attack and he saved your ass, Armuro. I mean, he's the anti Oliver. Damn, his sacrifice <laughs> mattered. It did. It did it matter. Did. Yeah. So. With the white base still messed up, they're now 
trying to limp their way over to Jabro, so Matilda helps them with some emergency repairs. But just as they're about to lift off, they accidentally stumble across the Tri-Stars who are still testing the domes. And well, that battle pretty much plays out as it did in the TV series with Matilda getting the double axe handle on her Medea. <laughs> the old Jesse attack not working against Amro and the, did he just use me as a springboard? <laughs> they just used me? Man, and, and MASH getting taken down. Yep. So, finally... The white base, they reach Jaburo, which, as you notice, is far, far earlier than either the TV or movies because they did not go through Europe. They did not participate in Odessa. They didn't aimlessly travel across uh, the entire world trying to get to Jaburo. They didn't stop in Ireland, any of those things. They yeah. want to go to Jaburo and went right to it. Mm-hmm. So we meet Woody and find out from him that the white base is going to be getting a massive refit, not just repairs, but upgrades. and the Gundam is getting upgraded with a core block, so it's out of the picture for a while. We see um, Amuro undergoing heavy tests by the scientists for these new type abilities, which were only vaguely mentioned in the TV show that he had to undergo special tests, but now we're actually seeing the scientists themselves and the tests they're conducting. Mm -hmm. We have um, the whole bright Mirai fiancé nonsense coming up. Oh yeah. And interestingly, we have the meeting with Revel happen in Jabro rather than in Belfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they moved that up and combined the things together. And uh, then Old Char and his uh, his sneaky buddies like Red Nose, they do their <laughs> snake infiltration routine and plant the bombs on the GMs and thankfully the uh, the three brats take care of the bombs. And at the same time, a Xeon force is coming in from California, led by the bumbling General Garcia, who we saw in the previous volume. Mm-hmm. And he sort of forgot to set a reminder on his phone <laughs> to go invade Jabro. Yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> Probably the, really the best way of describing that. <laughs> So he very haphazardly puts together an invasion force, and they do manage to get into Jabro. So we see now the attack of Jabro with some differences from the TV series. For one, we see Slegger Law is a GM pilot leading a GM team rather successfully. We see um, the Xeon bumbling into a construction area and just getting completely taken down by completely competent and skilled Federation GM pilots. Yes, that, that was a shocker. <laughs> competent GM pilots at that point. Yeah. I mean, they were training under there? Yeah. They actually had training outside of just taking some Federation citizen and saying, here you go. Here's our, here's our, our latest and greatest newest war machine. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go figure. And we see Amuro in an interesting position where the Gundam is out of action because it's being taken apart. So he actually has to use a GM and uh, put to bed for rest any lingering notion that the GM is not as good as the Gundam. (laughs) Because when he's fighting uh, Shars Zagak, he's like, I would have been able to react to that in time if this had been the Gundam. It's like consumer reports for mobile suits. Pretty much. He evaluated it and he found it wanting. Exactly. We also see some same stuff as in the TV series and movie with uh, Woody getting uh, the old Zagok smash. Mm-hmm. And the Xeon attack pretty much ends in complete failure. Mm, big surprise. 
<laughs> Indeed. Oh, and also Miss Matilda. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were going to marry her? You were fiancé? Oh. <laughs> I thought she was single, and I had a shot. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So... This is a pretty jam-packed volume with 480 pages of content, which is bigger than all of the previous volumes. That's not even counting the uh, bonuses at the end. So, Neil, what were your thoughts on entering this new territory with the origin? Well, it took, like you said, a lot of pages. It took a while to read. Uh, I know a lot of it's just looking at pictures, but still, (laughs) your eyes get tired (laughs) after a while. But, um, yeah, um, you know, definitely some... Pleasant surprises. I think one of the one um, one of the things that really stood out to me was the fact that we get the whole scene with Shar and the villagers that helped get him access. Yes, the uh, Yanomani Indians. Yes, and that whole the the typical thing that happens in every one of these you know war stories. Yeah, or once you guys get in there, you, you you'll leave and let us have this stuff and. You, you just see him, you know, doing the same old thing that all these people always promise. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll 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 get the federation out of here, and as soon as um, you know, as soon as they're gone, we'll, we'll get out of here too, and yeah. this will all be yours. It's like okay, yeah, that basically was like, hey, so so you white men, you're not gonna lie to us like these other white men who came in <laughs> yeah. and lied to us, right? Yeah, pretty much. And Shar's like, he's just playing up like, oh, you know, the you are the natives of this land, and surely the, oh, the spirits so... who reside here would want to see you be happy. And it's like, wow, man, you you really missed uh, your calling. As a BS artist. <laughs> as, as a BS artist, rather oh, than being a mobile suit pilot. He'll find it. <laughs> wow. I'm just sitting there going, holy crap. Because it, it, it's kind of, especially, you know, in this version of Shar. I mean, of course, we see him being more political and diplomatic in later incarnations. But in this younger, you know, in the MSG first Gundam, Shar, we really didn't see that. And the, just to kind of, and I know it's a different interpretation, but for him just going off about this, and it's just like, wow. And they're all f- a fucking, of course, they're all, ta- the Indians are all taking this up to, you know, oh, yeah, okay. And then they're, you know, some of the Zeon are sh- teaching him how to fire weapons and stuff. And it's just, oh, my gosh too funny and i don't remember i i i believe this is different but in the tv show and the movie they did not make it through one of the gates did they it was all it was all through shar's passage wasn't it yeah it was it was through the underground passage um here we have his group of of infiltrators actually managed to get one of the gates open Mm -hmm. which would make sense why you would have people going through the underground passage? You're gonna have a small uh, a small squad go through there and then open the damn door for the rest of the guys. And uh, and of course General Garcia, like you said. <laughs> Oops. I mean, <laughs> if, if people ever wonder why the Zeon lost, it wasn't just the, uh, the the lack of materials and manpower and stuff like that. It's guys like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know he's uh, I know he's specific to uh, Gundam the Origin. But he seems like every other uh, incompetent Zeon commander, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, um, of course, what you said, it, it was interesting to see the whole, um, you know, the, the white base is not only going to get the, uh, you know, a major refit, and it's going to get upgrades and everything, not just repairs. Uh, nice to see Armoro in the GM. That was cool to see. Oh, yeah. Because um, you always wondered how he would do. And we, we see that the, the GM is... 
scaled down version of the Gundam in, in a lot of ways. So, um, but um, other than that, pretty, pretty good. I, I mean, uh, a lot of the other stuff, like Chris had stated, have played out exactly the way uh, we remember it, some of a little bit different order. And it was nice to see them actually just get to Jaburo, you know, right away because it, it, it did seem forever. And the, and especially on the TV series that it took them to get to Jabro. <laughs> well, apparently, you know, they their, their navigation system sucks. Since if yeah. you land somewhere in America and you need to go to South America, that means that you should actually travel. You could see Europe. Circumnavigate the entire globe. Yeah. <laughs> like well, but to get to South Z, America, it's Zeon territory. It's like, but everywhere else you're passing through is also Zeon territory. territory. So <laughs> why not take the most direct route? As I never understood about the TV show or the movies, even Somebody just the you. bizarre turns they took yeah. to, to get to Jaburo, which also the, between the two versions it depends. Like, you know, what landmarks you're using, since their journey is a little bit different between the two versions. Yeah, and, and then and this one changes it even more, but makes it, in my opinion, more logical geographically. Yeah, it, it would make sense that you would want to get the you know the the prototype to your main base as quick as possible not sending them on a fetch quest all over the place to get shot up and possibly lost i mean but um yeah and then of course you had stated uh slegger a gm pilot uh part of a squad you always kind of wondered what he was doing in in the tv show and the movie uh, of course it always seemed like he was more of a, a fighter pilot like a space fighter pilot or just a regular fighter pilot mm-hmm. but it was nice to see that okay you know rich begs the question now how how he's going to die which i'm sure is going to be completely different maybe it still be maybe it will be when the big zom gets mass produced um <laughs> but uh, probably maybe in the same vein but now now maybe you'll have more of a fighting chance because he's in a freaking mobile suit as opposed to the um core booster so mm-hmm. but uh definitely definitely some good stuff so Back to you, Chris. Silvero, what are your thoughts on Volume 4? I loved it. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> they well, should animate this. One of the one of the biggest things I noticed with this volume is that uh one of the uh the, the biggest theme in it was probably loss because of all the characters that die in this and how characters process that. Uh starting off with Haman. Um Haman when she lost her husband, you know, her first thought was revenge, which most people would be. Uh and she she took it personal. Um, which I guess a, a wife would, being that her husband uh, was killed um, in, on the battlefield, and uh, she she wanted to, to take a piece of uh, the white base when she went. And um, I, I think that that encounter with her and Amaro had a, a profound even though technically on him. you know Raw killed himself. Yeah, he killed himself, but yeah. you know the, the circumstances didn't matter to Semantics. her. Semantics. The fact was is that the white base is still around. Her husband's dead because of it, and you know I want I want my piece of that ass before I go. So um, you know even even her uh, her friend from intelligence told her it's like look this is a losing battle but i'm in this with you <laughs> and you know she, she you can see on her face that you know she was anguished but at the same time happy that you know she'd get to go out and, and hopefully do some damage to these guys before uh she gets killed and um that moment <laughs> that moment where she has amuro and checkmate and Amro is feeling really, really, really effed. And the fact that, you know, he, he brings up the fact that it's not like I murdered him. You know, it was, it was a, it was a battlefield. It was war. I mean, that's how he processes that whole thing, but he can't see it from her angle where she was upset about the fact that, you know, that he was dead. And she, she told him straight up, it's like, look, he's dead because of you. I'm killing you. <laughs> and of course, uh, Ryu comes out of nowhere and takes care of things. And, uh, 
it played out just like it did in the TV show, which is one of the biggest observations I had about this volume. Even though it's new territory for us, a lot of the things that happened in this book were just like the TV show, more so than the previous volumes, which I'm fine with. It, it, it just moved at a faster pace. And some of the set pieces were slightly different with, with, with little little touches here and there. I, I know the, some of the biggest change are, changes are with Slager having a squadron and piloting GMs. I thought that was a very nice touch because if he's going to join the Bite Brace crew, which I don't know if he is or isn't, in this uh, in, in a iteration, once uh, once the next volume comes out, if he's going to have a squadron on board the white base with them, that's going to be fantastic. Um, they did no, they did mention at Jabiro that they're going to be uh, given a whole lot more crew along with the upgrades for the white base. So um, the white base is going to be stacked to the gills with with personnel, which is going to be amazing uh, coming up in the the further volumes. And I know the reason they're doing that is so they have a lot more uh, character deaths <laughs> to exploit. In later volumes, but uh, I, I like the fast. Yeah, but also too, it it, it puts mm-hmm. a little bit of realism. Is you're not going to take a ship like that, have it come back to the main base. Oh yeah. And not restock it with replacement crew. I mean, which in the TV machine. show and movie, it's kind of ridiculous that the only replacement they get is one dude. Yeah, this is stupid, right? Yeah. It, but yeah. But uh, Yaz has thought this out so well, and you can tell with the way he's approached this whole project that this has been manifested in his mind for 20 years because up to the point that I guess he started it, it was around Gundam's 20th anniversary, not its 30th. So all these ideas he had about the shortcomings of the show's logic when it comes to the way the, the white base travels down the coast and, and instead of going you know halfway around the world before it gets to uh, Jabiro and instead it, he, he looked at geography and said, okay, this is where they would travel and it wouldn't be nearly as long of a trip. So you know this is how I'm going to plot the course for the white base. And how he approaches all the characters, you know, he's... He's thought about this in depth. Um, he brings out a lot of the uh, the characters' traits too. Like uh, Kai goes into his politics in this volume, which tripped me out when he talked about the whole uh, battle of loom. And he has like these conspiracy theories about General Revel and how he's playing. You know, he, he doesn't believe the 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 whole speech that Revel gave after he was rescued uh, after his capture at the battle of loom. You know, he's just he's he's a very sarcastic dude, and you know he it comes across in this 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 book. And uh, I I like the fact that he has his own his own viewpoint in this, and it'll. It'll carry over with this character in other series of uh, Gundam later on too, which uh, was was pretty awesome. I also like the embarrassment of him having to use the cannon Zaku. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, was I know. It the, the gun Zaku. <laughs> That shit was amazing. And then he got beheaded quickly. And um, one of the best quotes was when Amaro said, uh, uh, just because his uh, suit was down doesn't mean he's dead. This is Kai we're talking about. <laughs> So that was pretty fantastic. But uh, I, I could go on and on. I'll, I'll keep this short. Um, uh, when it came down to it, uh, loss was the biggest thing here. And I like the fact that every every loss kind of uh, was reflected in Amaro's behavior later on. Um, one of the big things I did like, in, and I, get, I noticed that, uh, Chris, when you brought it up, you didn't like the fact that the scene was in there. But I do like the fact that at the scene where everybody's uh, dealing with the, the grief of Ryu, Ryu's death, um, not everybody is acting as if they're they're overacting in that scene. Uh, for one, uh, Bright's not crying at all, which in the TV show, he was down on his knees bawling. Yeah, um, that was worse. But yeah. the, just the whole 
whole scene is kind of unnecessary. But I, like I, you don't see them, you don't see them bawling. You didn't see any of them bawling so much, yeah. like whenever anyone else died. But it yeah. was the it was the kids mainly bawling, and I I, I like that fact. Even Amaro didn't really cry at the time, but he did. He was angry about it, and he threw down with Hayato, which is what I really took away from the scene as a really good part of it, because you know that's pretty much how he's dealing with his his anger over that death. And I thought that was that was actually pretty realistic, you know, in in that point in time. I, I know that scene in the show is corny, but they, he 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 took that scene and he was able to he was able to mine a little gold out of it, and it later manifested itself almost just as corny. Yeah, <laughs> when it manifests later on in Amuro's dream, or when he's uh, being tested in the in the new type facility, and the fact that uh, Ryu's ghost is telling him, "Why did you hit Hayato?" You know, you know, I I I I I like him, and and the fact that you know he meant well, and you know, Amuro also his mummy issues are still hanging on to him too, um, as you could see in that dream sequence as well. He's still dealing with that and uh, reeling from all the death but um i thought it was a, a another great volume it was it's definitely well worth the money um and to get as many pages as we did is 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 is, is always a gift that uh each one of these books gives us but um I'll, I'll i'll stop here and i'll pass the mic over back to chris well i don't know what more i could add than uh what you've already said but i definitely liked the tighter pacing of the White Base's journey through these four volumes of mm-hmm. getting from space down to Earth and then to Jabiru, which happens so late in the TV show, you know, just before the start of the uh, last third of the series, and getting rid of the distractions, um, rejiggering some of the events around to have them make more sense. Like it makes sense that they would meet Revel in uh, the Federation's headquarters rather than some random base in Belfast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Since that's a stronghold, you know, it's the safest place that Revel could be. So that would make sense that he would be there and not somewhere else. Yeah. I don't even see why the guy would travel anywhere in the first place after he'd already been captured by Zeon. Like, you'd think he would just be locked down for the sake of safety of, hey, this is our top guy. We already lost him once. We can't lose him again. <laughs> exactly. So that was good. Um, I liked that we got to see more about the new type testing mm-hmm. on Amaro and this group of scientists basically lamenting the stupidity of the military brass and how they're behind Xeon on new type research and all these weird tests they're doing on Amaro while he's sleeping to try to figure out, try to quantify new type potential, which of course gives him, you know, nightmares of like his mother and Ryu being dead and all that fun stuff. The fact that they even bring up the the Flanagan Institute and the fact that they're way ahead of uh, uh, studies than uh, the Federation side of it is. And uh, one of the scientists, what they go on to say, uh, they tried to, to lobby for funding and they got denied, yet they poured billions of dollars into Jabiro. And uh, now, they're, now they're way way behind on the new type game, but now they're finally deciding to, 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 to get into that now, which was a, a pretty neat conversation. Yeah. We also see with this volume with the GM showing up that the in this version the Federation's definitely more on their game on having mobile suits deployed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we already had established in the first volume that the gun cannon and gun tanks were old models <laughs> that just weren't that good. Whereas in the TV show it's like, man, you guys are so inept that you only just now managed to roll out the tank, the cannon and the gundam. The yeah, GMs that they used in this in this volume, were they the RX seventy nines? Or were there a different model that they uh, introduced in this volume? Yeah, it was the same old RGM-79s. RGM-79s, nice, nice. 
So it's good to see them using it in, in wider numbers and obviously earlier than in the TV show. So I like the timeline of deployment here better that there's been a couple of years of them developing stuff and fielding them mm-hmm. rather than just all at once. I like also in the journey that we see more real places like we saw Los Angeles, we see Lima, it just sort of ties it down to the real world a little bit more mm-hmm. than just, you know, a lot of the random places they visit in the anime that look like they could just be any generic place. Right. But in this is nailed down to specific locations. You could chart it on the map. <laughs> you could, and it actually make, would make sense on a map. Instead of the the, the path they took in the TV show. <laughs> Which looks like well, just a zigzag all over the over, all over the planet Earth, <laughs> pretty and it, much. And it is interesting that you know they still I forget what the city was called, but the World Heritage Center that um, Cusco, Cusco, yeah. Cusco. You know, it's like even though there's a war going on, there's an agreement not to be fighting in these things and stuff like that. So uh, pretty interesting that, and like you said, it do, it does give it a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, that real world sense to you because you're like wow these places do exist yeah i think the only other time they were in a neutral zone in the tv show because uh, they never went to cusco in the tv show but in the tv show i think it was one of the sides like side five or six that was the neutral zone but uh it was good to see well, don't one forget Earth. the the town where amaro met ramba raw that's right that's right that's yeah. also a neutral zone that's true yeah. that's true so all of that was appreciated. Uh, I was surprised by the very different resolution of Jaburo and that it went uh, pretty quickly because you had this book building up so much, the impending Xeontech on Jaburo, and then it was pretty much over in one chapter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Garcia's bumbling. Yep. Oh, jeez. Man, talk about getting ahead of yourself here. This guy's thinking to himself, like, man, if I take down Jaburo, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the man who ended the war. They'll promote me to a full general. <laughs> <laughs> that full panel shot of him realizing that Shar got the jump on him. <laughs> yeah. When, when he's asleep and someone wakes up, like, how did you know what time it is? <laughs> yeah, really. Exactly. Wait till you find out what you're sleeping on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I would say to Garcia, buddy, win one battle at a time. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. clearly that didn't work. And uh, he also got just a little bit too excited about the Adzam because the Adzam's a piece of crap. Oh, it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and those the little it's shocker things, the little shocker cages. Oh, God. It, it, it's a piece of junk. It's not that special. It's nothing to be excited about. So, yeah, he screwed up, and he got a lot of people killed on his side for no yeah, good reason, just because he tried to rush in and take the quick victory and not think at all about the terrain. And, you know, when you're, when you're fighting an enemy in a completely unknown location that you haven't really scouted out before, you should probably be a little bit cautious. When you see this? Oh, and, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, it's their main <coughs> base. Yeah. So it... Oh, it might be the most heavily defended. They're fortified (laughs) underground main base that's all built in these caverns. That we find out has mobile suit factories and all kinds of stuff going on. And Xeon death pits. Yeah, no doubt. It looked like a a mosh pit. It did look like a mosh pit of death when all the the Zakus got surrounded. All the Zakus pile on top of each other. (laughs) You almost feel bad for those Zakus. It's like, man, those poor guys... They didn't ask for such an incompetent uh, commander. I never thought I'd see a Zaku stampede until now. (laughs) 
but it, but it shows you though. I mean, once again, it it shows you that whole thing about you know, okay, the zombie family takes control, and these people that become the commanders, you know, they're just cronies. You know, they they weren't they didn't become commanders based on any you know ability or anything, but they're just well, cronies. You, you see that in. Uh... Early in the book, when this Intel guy, yep. who used to be part of Rawls' team, he comes to help Haman, and uh, he's like, "Hey, we're gonna lose this war." Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, we got all these incompetent idiots like Makuve running around. Yep. We have the Zabis just playing their stupid politics. Yeah, the, thinking the, that thinking that the Federation's never gonna catch up with them on the technological gap. Oh, there's no way that they're gonna. We we've we've had the advantage with the mobile suits. We'll continue to have it. Oh, well, you know, war has a funny way of speeding things up. Yeah, it's he, it's good to see and also kind of sobering that someone sees so early on, relative yeah. to the start of this story, not to the start of the war, that it's already a doomed cause even before Jabro and Odessa. Makes you wonder yeah. why the Zion, the Zobbies didn't see that they were losing the long game. Overall, but then again, they all had their own ambitions and actually thought they were actually going to pull off what they had in mind. Well, anybody who's losing any war always will think to the end that uh, they were winning and that they should be winning and that everything's going to go according to uh, their plan. Well, Degwin does. I mean, he starts the yeah, only at knows. the very end when yeah. he's, and, it, and it takes Garma's death to death. shock him out of complacency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would say overall for the for the first new content in over 10 years it was not a disappointment and i liked uh there's a lot of minor changes here but they all really add up a lot in this volume the oh, yeah. just the sheer amount of minor changes but i will it. i will say this to the Xeon: no more time bombs on mobile suits <laughs> it just never works well, between in, in between this and then you know all the all the time bombs on the on the Gundam and that goofy episode in, yeah. in the in the original series, no. But they they but, artfully skated past that moment in the, in these books, and 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 hopefully this will be the first and last time we see it in the origin. Well, no, but I mean they tried to blow up the the GMs by hiding time bombs on them. That's what I'm saying. It's like this is which they would have gotten away with if it wasn't for those pesky kids. Those pesky it's always kids. A, it's like a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> Thinking, I I, I wrote down it's like if out of when they were doing the the the, the kid tossing from one car to the next, I was just thinking to myself it's like leave leave cots on that car please. He <laughs> was the last one they threw. It's like no, I'm wrong. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't throw him over. <laughs> oh, that would have changed the that would have changed history right do there. Do us all a favor, man. Do do him do him a favor. Let him go out big. <laughs> Maybe the AU might have won quicker. Might have been. Oh, Sarah. (laughs) Well, I think it's time to... uh, Well, why don't we quickly mention the bonus material. Yes. Which is a rather weird little mini manga about a uh, manga artist having his uh, impressions of meeting Yaz, followed by some very weird color illustrations of like an uber-busty sailor dressed as a maid. (laughs) This one's kind of this one was kind of lost on me. I I yeah, like I, I didn't get it either. I liked it for the one fact that um he talks about uh Yaz's process um and says the fact that he doesn't use storyboards he scripts everything out in kind of a rough script 
and then he draws it out like from from mine to uh to to the to the board um and of course that's because of his own background as a as an animator from back in the day uh, and the fact that the man's an expert manga car from like from the 80s onward so he's been drawing manga for all these years so but his process was the coolest thing about that to me uh, that was that was neat but i mean like the other stuff i just <laughs> the other stuff was just kind of weird I, I i i just pitched i just put it up to uh, a cultural thing I think probably they did their best they could to translate it and to make it. And I think in a lot of ways, there's just there's a there's a cultural thing that we just are not going to understand, well, for those, no matter how it's translated. For those who don't know, it was weird to me too. <laughs> for those who don't know, they uh, the 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 person who got to draw the the closing segment uh, was Yokusaru Yokusaru Shibata, and he he worked on Tani Kamen and Hachiwan Diver, which is probably if you're used to reading his works, you probably really enjoyed his take on it. Um, because if it, honestly, I never heard of the guy. I actually never heard of him either. But anybody out there who's listening to the show that read his works, you have that to look forward to at the end of this book. <laughs> all five of you all five <laughs> so uh i think as always we'll give a, a hearty endorsement to pick this up to continue to support vertical oh, and yes. i'm definitely looking forward to uh volume five and even more new material to see what turns the story will take so to round things out neo what's your rating for volume four of the origin uh i'd have to give it four and a half double axe handles <laughs> Out of five. <laughs> Damn it! Either that or four and a half uh, uh, fan uh, fan car fails out of five. <laughs> Freaking Woody in that damn fan car. Fan car versus mobile suit. Not a good matchup. All right, Sobro, your rating. Well, I gotta rate this in, I guess, compar- comparison to the uh, other books I've read for Moa. Just, just do it as a scale from one to five. My God, just do a freaking number, man. Just, why do you have why to do you, it? It's so goddamn difficult. Why, why do you have to qualify everything and give a mass explanation? <laughs> just give a freaking number. We do it by the MHQ scale, which is one to five, which is great. Sometimes zero, but. Just give a number. We don't need a, a, a massive prologue to the number. It's just a number, man. A number and a funny little reference to something we talked about. That's the yeah. formula. Oh, my God. Yeah, is, is it? <laughs> well, well, clearly, you don't, you're, you're not understanding or you're forgetting. You're choosing not to do it. Come no, on. No, I'm just saying. I, just, I, I have to think about that when I do this. But uh, my rating is uh, four Zaku Stampedes out of five. There okay. My uh, rating for this would be four missed calendar reminders out of five. <laughs> That's <is> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like I was late to the party. Do you realize how late it is? Wait, wait. You're not on vacation. Yeah, you're trying to fight a war here, buddy. <laughs> I mean, you're, 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 <laughs> you're the sector commander. It's like... <laughs> well, he got what he deserved. Yeah. And with that, we will wrap this up and take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Podcasting is king. You are listening to Gundam at MAHQ.
Greetings, I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theatre. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you? At tinyurl.com slash pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. Get rid of everything that creates hate. Everything that helps make it grow. Alright, everyone, this is Sil Bosby. And you've heard about... Judo! Judo... Judo Washita. Judo and the Junkyard Kids. Well, this fall on WSBR, they're going to be coming to your home. Uh, annoying pest. What are you looking at? <laughs> You're being mean, Judo. Why won't you play with me? Judo is under my control. Join Judo as they go against all the wackiness with the Mashima and the Junkyard guy. And you learn a little things in the end. That's it. This fall, Judo and the Junkyard kids are WSBR for your DVR favorites. Judo, you just watch. I'm going to get you this time. Damn. Good kick, Lee. It was an accident. That's okay. We'll just say you tried to catch a cab. Welcome back, everybody, to Gundam at MAHQ. It's been a while since we talked about some gaming. I can't even remember when. It probably wasn't even last season. Probably the season before. But uh, in this segment, we're actually going to bring up uh, some of the... uh, Not all of them, because uh, honestly, I don't know if there are more coming. But uh, there are a few mecha-related video games that are coming out this year in 2014. And we're going to spotlight a few um, in this discussion. And uh, the first of which... I wanted to bring up was uh, it's a sequel of a, a long beloved franchise. Uh, our resident uh, host Chris Guanche loves this series. He does. <laughs> <laughs> it is the fourth installment of the Dynasty Warrior Gundam uh, series. Uh, I, th- I thought you were going to say Metal Gear Solid Five. Oh no 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 not yet not yet. But uh, um, in Japan it's already released. It released on December nineteenth, twenty thirteen for the. Uh, for 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 the PlayStation uh, Three, and uh, it is uh, known over there. Raw, raw, raw needs some help. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's known over there as Shin Gundam Muso, and um, it's it's pretty much a follow up to uh, Dynasty Warriors uh, uh, Gundam. A uh, follow up, or just uh, the same game with new packaging? Hey, who knows? Who knows? Uh, I do know here, looking at uh, some of the details here, there's a lot of uh, new suits in. Uh, in the game uh, for Mobile Suit Gundam and Zeta and all the different series. I I know there's a few of our listeners, or I would say a whole lot of our listeners, that are looking forward to this coming out to the States. 
Uh, you guys know any word of this coming out here? Um, I haven't seen any announcements yet, but I would assume that it might be coming out here. I haven't either, but I'd say there's a pretty good chance of it coming out. And uh, despite me not being hot on the Dynasty Warriors concept for Gundam, yeah. I will admit that I am somewhat interested in the Dynasty Warriors Zelda. Yes, that's right. Um, I, they don't even have a, a, a working title for it yet, but uh, uh, it, they have a working title, but not a, a finalized title. But I saw the video of that new uh, Zelda at least, Wars game. At least that makes more sense of having one character fighting a kajillion enemies by himself. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> it, w- it could never happen in the show. I mean, even Gundam Wing, where those suits could take on uh, hordes of uh, mobile suits, they can't take on the level of suits that it's are like, in. There just aren't that many Zakus and GMs in the world. It's pretty crazy. The loss of <laughs> life in those games must be ridiculous <laughs> i mean the cool thing about them is that you do get this huge crossover between different gundam series um and you get to see these stories and that's the big thing about it is that they have they, there's a storyline pre- presented in the game where you get to have a kind of a super robot wars experience at least with gundam characters um all all meeting up with each other and fighting against each other and and forging these rivalries and these friendships and characters that would never interact, you get to have those in the Dynasty Warriors games. So that's the the the, the biggest thing I would say a Gundam fan could walk away from for those games. And uh, I could understand the desire of wanting those games, but any thoughts on on the series at all as a whole? I mean, what what do you guys uh, experience with the uh, Dynasty Dynasty Warrior Gundam series? For me, just the first, but not enough. Um, yeah, I think I played a little bit. To want to play one. more. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought the first one. I think I still own the first one, um, and I never got any other ones. eBay. eBay. <laughs> I'm sure it's stuff for like two bucks. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm starting to sell 360 stuff. I finally hooked up my Xbox One like haphazardly though. What? Oh my god! It, I it, forgot to put the uh, the connect. It's alive. But, you don't even have to. <laughs> no, I know you don't have to. Yeah, you can just keep it in the box. <laughs> But um, yeah, uh, Dynasty Warriors Gundam Four. Um, I hope uh, for everybody who wants it, it comes out here. Uh, and um, well, I guess we'll keep you posted. I'm sure the news will come up in uh, Neo's news sometime in the future if it does. Oh, I'm sure. Oh man, Neo will 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 sing it, sing its praises. I will. <laughs> Now we move on to a game that has yet to come out, but it is coming out here on um, American shores and all over the world. Um, it's not only coming out for the Xbox One, but also for the PC, and that game is Titanfall. Oh, it's not a mecha game. Oh, my God. Don't yeah. call it. Don't call it mecha. It's oh not my, a mecha. That's what I hear. That's, that's what I've been hearing. <laughs> why is it not a mecha game? I thought uh, I had a big uh, mecha in it. Apparently, okay, uh, I don't know why, but... Respawn has it up their butts that they don't like it being referred to as a mecha game. Wow. Okay. I, I don't know why. It's the dumbest, most moronic thing I've heard, and I don't understand what their justification is. They just don't want to be called a mecha game, even though it completely and absolutely, undoubtedly, indubitably is a mecha game. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a game that does involve mecha, and it you know you you probably do better game. inside mecha than you would outside the mecha. It is a first person shooter, and you run around like a parkour soldier on on crack. Mm. Um, but at the sounds same like time, a better version of mobile ops. <laughs> Maybe they saw mobile ops and they uh they were inspired so by me, it. Are you going to buy the Xbox One to get this? I don't have to. I have the PC that could play it. So uh, I will pick it up off of. Uh, she won't play it on there. I that's the running bet actually. Um, I mentioned this on one of the anime movie night streams that we've done, and uh, show is insisting. It's like, dude, you're lying. You're never going to buy this game. You're lying. You're not going to no, buy he's, it. He's, and, yeah, and he, you know it. what? You know what? He put me to the challenge, and when this game comes out, um, I will I will go ahead and pick it up eventually on um. 
on old uh what's that sis i forget what it's called but um the service steam? not steam it's uh ea's because it's an ea origin origin Ugh. yeah so i gotta I actually origin. i actually have to make an origin account to pick this game up you don't want to yeah <laughs> never touch never touch origin maybe i, I just, play Mm-hmm. I had to touch Origin to play the beta of SimCity, the the, the god awful online SimCity, yeah. and Origin is useless trash, and no good will ever come of you touching that. Yeah, just no, take it from me. I could buy it off of Amazon, so <laughs> maybe that's the better way to go. That that probably would be, but then it might be required to redeem on Origin. <laughs> yeah. The only thing we know for sure is if that's in EA, it ain't going to be on Steam, sadly. No, it's not. Yeah. If it's an EA game, it's, it's definitely not to be there. Um, it, it's an interesting story behind. Or you could you could uh, you could get it on your 360 because it's coming on in there too. Is it really? I didn't know that. Oh wow. According to Wikipedia, therefore it must be true. Yeah, I see. Ooh, I see is. that it is. <laughs> We'll see that quickly get revised. Um, But I do want to get it on PC. Oh, it uh, says here uh, that they claim that they've managed to get it to be 60 FPS on both the 360 and uh, the PS3. Were it actually being released on the PS3? I'm shocked. The fact that it's not. Because after Resolution Gate, I thought that (laughs) even the Xbox One is going to be running this game at 30 frames. But uh, I I mainly want it for my PC because uh, it's it's I I I built it and well I didn't build it. uh, Show built it for me. But uh, how many uh, PC (laughs) games do you play on your PC? I've played all the way through um, uh, Bioshock Infinite. I uh, have a lot of games for Steam, mostly fighting games, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I played I play Bioshock infinite all the way through and it looked gorgeous and i wanted another. when was that it was a couple months ago <laughs> a couple months ago when it, when it came out early last year yeah i i played a little okay. bit of remember me um i didn't finish it but i i, I got i got uh, about a few stages through um outside of that i haven't played much but i do want to i want a game of this caliber on my pc and i would like to see it you know i like to push my pc to uh to 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 its uh to his potential, I, I, so. I need to. I need to talk to show. I know you I gotta will. Get in, I got. I got to get into some of this. Uh, this Willie or Wony action because oh we'll have to see because. I want to get buy, on this too. <laughs> buying, buying it, buying it like six months after it's out doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. This is going to have to be like within the first month. Although, mm-hmm. thinking about it, there's really no way for any of us to profit from this since we're all going to choose. The silver is not going to play it on time. So. Well, he, he won't. Yeah. Well, he he won't get it. He won't get. It. I'm with show. And so I'll, I'll get it eventually. But I I kind of want to pay full price for it. That's the thing. Um, I wouldn't mind waiting till it's actually a little lower before picking it up. But I would like to get it because uh, I've been I've been dodging first person shooters for a long time because I'm just not good at them. And I finally see one that I have some interest in that I'd like to try and. I, I does have a good pedigree behind it. The the gentleman that left uh one of the the great evils in the video game industry, Activision, they left their uh they left Infinity Ward um after I guess a dispute with Activision and, and where the color yeah, for one of the other great from. evils of oh, yeah. uh the evil junior. Yeah. <laughs> which which incidentally, okay, mm-hmm. so this is a rather interesting little story to get into. Mm-hmm. So you all remember uh, EA's Medal of Honor games, right? Oh yeah, yes. absolutely. So they were being developed by this team at EA, and they didn't like how EA was treating them. So they left EA and created Infinity Ward, and then released the first Call of Duty in 2003. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, then they were bought up by Activision, who had them making Call of Duty games, but also other shittier developers crapping out Call of Duty games. And then after Modern Warfare 2, they had that whole brouhaha. And then all of these guys left Infinity Ward to create Respawn, only to go back into the arms of EA. Wow. <laughs> Art imitating life. <laughs> well, I mean it, it well it just shows you that there's when it, in the end there's only a couple 
big players. Yeah. And in the end, you're going to be working for them. <laughs> like and no they, matter. They, they could have gone French Canadian and gone to Ubisoft. That's they true. The 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 third tier lesser evil. <laughs> maybe 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 maybe, but maybe they don't like Canada. Maybe oh. they're Canadian haters. Maybe they just want to stay. Uh, a. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, the, All right. Back to this game. What, what are but, some of the points? Why would I want to buy this game? Um, if you enjoyed the Call of Duty series, which I, I have, I'm neither here nor there on. You know nothing um, about the Call of Duty series I'm just except saying, that it's except that it's a series. Well, thank you. <laughs> you don't know the first thing about. Call you don't know of Duty. the first thing about Call of Duty. <laughs> War has changed. Oh, wrong series. Nice. <laughs> uh, don't worry, we'll get there. But. <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it takes the Call of Duty uh, mechanics from Call of Duty um, and that feel that you liked from the earlier Call of Duty games that were good and then um, combines it with a futuristic setting and, and, and mecha. Robots. So um, it looks like it has a lot going for it. What about the story? Is it going to be halfway decent, at least like in the campaign mode? The game has no one-player mode. It is okay. You have to play multiplayer uh, every okay, time. Cool. So okay. I'm sure there's At least story, they abandoned but... the pretense because... Mm-hmm. Infinity Ward, at least with most of the people in it, that story of Modern Warfare 2 was ridiculously bad. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. That's why I was that, asking. I mean, the gameplay was fun, and there were some great set pieces, mm-hmm. but good God, was that God, story. the campaign mode was dumb as shit, yeah. Just one of the most ridiculous stories ever. It's so yeah. retarded, and just the convolutions of, like, betraying American general and whole army oh. after you and fighting oh through God. the White House and yeah fighting through the you know Alexandria Virginia as the Chinese are falling all around you and I mean it's yeah. cool that you got Keith David running around next to you but yeah. still that story was just so ridiculous and yeah, so it was... bad it's like just the worst attempt of trying to emulate Hollywood mm-hmm. and then failing utterly yeah great multiplayer though yeah yeah fun which is which is why everybody comes to it anyway. Uh, most of the time, the uh, the story is an afterthought. Yeah, but it, but it, but it's nah, but it's kind of cool. But you want to cool, go one player mode though, if you can if you yeah. can well, get best of both just, worlds in this situation. To, just to kind of get you started on the game. Sometimes you like to you like to play through it real quick alone, just to see the different levels, and then you know I don't need I don't need like a sixty hour game. I'm I'm cool with the four four and a half hour uh, you know original Modern Warfare story. That was cool. There you go. Now some uh, some people like the general have a very specific routine where if he gets a uh, multiplayer FPS game, he will not touch the multiplayer at all, no matter how much he wants to, until he finishes the campaign. Wow, that's why I, that's why I'm his apprentice. I kind of <laughs> do the same thing. I <laughs> used to with, do the uh, same thing. Yeah, even with his beloved Killzone. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, that takes that takes a little bit of a uh, stick to itiveness, man. That's, that's it does because a lot of times you get messages saying, "Hey, fucker." Let's play. Let's play this multiplayer. No, no man, let's I'm go. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, it's Titanfall, good game. Titanfall. Um, outside of that, uh, I, 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 I know. Silver, uh, I won't get it. I'll close Alpha. Just uh, it's going on. Thirteen right months now. later. And um, I'm hearing good things about the closed alpha. So the big one of the last things I want to point out about Titanfall is apparently the game is six on six. Uh, when it comes to its versus modes, um, which is which got a lot of blowback on that from people who don't know how the game plays yet. Uh, okay, it, and, it, to blow, wait a second. Yeah. Blow, these are video game people about video games. There's blowback about everything. Yeah. You, when, you go, so, when you go when you go to when you go to uh, NeoGaf and when you go to 4chan and places like well, that. Well, there's 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 your mistake going yeah. Neo, yes. NeoGaf. Yes. NeoGaf. But I mean, the, the, because of the fact that they hear these numbers and they're used to playing like 32 on 32, man battles 
and they're now being resorted to have to play six on six without knowing the fundamentals of the gameplay. You know, a lot of people had these knee jerk reactions and have yet knee jerk reactions. Video gamers. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> surely, surely you just. Yeah, I mean, but, um, but it, it's cool because uh, they also mentioned that the mecha also can be set to automatic to AIs that can uh, yeah. move on their own. So they're actually involved in the battles, and there's also AI opponents. In exactly. these maps that are going in on, in addition too. to the six one six, exactly six on six, six one six. Yeah, I don't know what I. I, just, I got my wires crossed. Oh Jesus, Marvel just stepped into the conversation. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's that's Titanfall in a nutshell. Um, I, I guess we'll see what happens when that comes out. Yeah, you won't you I won't like see for a while. Play. I like the gameplay from what I saw in the videos, but um, one, I am disappointed it's not going to be on PS4, which. I will have later on. Yeah. And two, yeah, I can play it on PC because I have an Alienware uh, gaming PC, but oh, yeah. it's Origin. I don't, I don't, I don't want to touch it. I hate it. <laughs> oh, they have their system. I know yeah. I'll have to reinstall it and bite the bullet. So it is the devil. We'll see. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll at least download a demo and try that out and see if I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I certainly hope. Uh, I, I, when the devil be- demo becomes uh, available, I have to try that out myself. Were you about to say when the devil becomes when, available? When the devil becomes available, because we're talking about EA here. <laughs> When it becomes available, I'll be glad to check it out too. Don't wait! To, can't wait until all that DLC and microtransactions. Jesus! Oh my God! The the, the scene of gaming now. Oh my! I, I DLC. That's man. a whole other conversation. Oh man! Freaking bend over. <laughs> next game. Next, next game. Next game. Um, is we're gonna go back to Japan for a release that's uh coming up not too far from now on April the tenth, two thousand fourteen. Um, the third iteration of Super Robot Wars Z is finally going to debut. And um, it is chock loaded. If you is this the Cell Saga? It, it's the Cell Saga. We finally made it. Okay. <laughs> Goku is the focus. <laughs> uh, no, um, in this one, it's the third and final sequel to the Z series, and um, it's divided into separate parts, uh, kind of like a uh, Super Robot Wars F final. Um, it's got these these series premiere in it uh, this time around. And be, be care be careful what you say here, because I. I I, I foresee snarky remarks. Oh yeah, uh, on on the Mecha Talk forum. So be careful what you say. Hey man, but people people just take everything. No, I just one. Anyway, just, so. just one. <laughs> just one person. Hey man, just one person, huh? I know who that yeah. is. Yeah. But uh, some of the series that are premiering in this uh this uh, uh version of uh, Super Robot Wars, this chapter, uh, are Armor Trooper Voltomes, man. Chirico is back, man. The old Scope Dog, man. Trusty uh, old Betsy herself is going to be in that one, and um. I, I I don't know. Are they in, yeah? It looks like they're involving uh, not only Votums but Shining Heresy as well. So um, it's Armor Trooper Votums Big Battle and Shining Heresy are the two uh, uh, properties that are involved in this. Uh, we also have Aquarion Evil and uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn are all going to be in this one. I know that uh, Full Metal Panic is also in this one. And uh, I had a conversation with a uh, doctor from the SSAA podcast. He, he's a huge fan of that. He uh, mentioned to me that uh, the novelist that wrote the stories for Full Metal Panic um, mentioned recently that they're going to be taking and adapting his novels uh, for, for some of the story material for, uh, for the game, for Super Robot Wars Z. So things you never even got to see in the anime are going to be in the game that, are, that were in the novel. So that's pretty neat for uh, Full Metal Panic fans. So, and um, let's not forget to give an honorable mention to or. Orgus, yeah, that's right. Oh my God, um, I don't have all the all the all the properties in front of me, Chris. Uh, I, I have uh, I have a list here. Uh, mm-hmm. We have 
Trider G7, mm. Tetrogen 28 Go, mm-hmm. God Mars, she nice. mentioned Votomes, Orgus, Zeta, mm-hmm. Shars Counterattack, big surprise, <laughs> Endless Waltz, Destiny, mm-hmm. Awakening of the Trailblazer, oh boy, Unicorn, Macross 7, Macross Dynamite 7, Frontier Movies, Getter Robo Armageddon, mm-hmm. Shin Mazinger Z, nice. Die Guard, oh yes, Big O, Mm-hmm. The Full Metal Panics, Dan Cougar Nova, Gurren Lagan TV and movies. What? Evangelion movies, Whoa. Code Geass, <laughs> and Aquarian Evil, as you had previously mentioned. That is a stacked cast. And um, for those who don't know, on YouTube, on the band, one of Bandai's uh, YouTube channels, there's a 10-minute trailer showcasing every show, uh, every property that's in the game. And it's pretty epic, man. Um, you get to see all the super moves of all the characters and... Um, I encourage anybody who's a fan of Super Robot Wars that hasn't seen this trailer yet to go out there and see it. Um, I, I can't speak much on Super Robot Wars because I haven't played one of them since the uh, Saturn PlayStation 1 days. But um, I've always been a fan of uh, the concept behind the series, strategy-based um, uh, RPG uh, tactical uh, mecha game that uh, you can play a plethora of your favorite characters from mecha series uh, of, that you've watched over the years. And they all come together in a storyline that involves elements of all their plots from all their respective shows in kind of a, 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 nice, uh, a nicely woven storyline. So, Chris, uh, Gundam 00, just tr- Awakening of the Trailblazer, not second season? No, not the worst thing ever since Double O Two. Well, no, I was, Jesus. I was just, I was just wondering. Second season, then you could be in the King's Chariot. You know, the oh. Riser, the Double O Riser. Indeed, well, the maybe Chariot there, of the King. Maybe there's a level where, um, a map where you can equip Saji with a folding chair. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a little tiny sprite off to the side. Maybe so. Maybe I don't, so. I don't know. But hey, it's a game that I look forward to never being able to get in America. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> one, one funny uh, tidbit I, I found out about Super Robot Wars as well is uh, Fukoda um, of uh, Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny fame. He was recently. Or infamy. Infamy. He was recently quoted that he did not like the depiction of Destiny's story in one of the Super Robot Wars games that recently came out. He didn't like Why, the fact that no they flashbacks? made flashbacks. Apparently, they made the story work and a lot of fans in Japan actually commended the Super Robot Wars team for making a decent story out of Destiny. Well, what I'd say Fukuda is, to Fukuda is I don't appreciate your depiction of the Destiny story. <laughs> so, yeah. shut up and take your lumps. Because yeah. you done screwed up. Shout out, shout out to Amarenti one who told me that during uh, one of our one of our your little, sessions. Your little, your little like <laughs> HD makeover with you know more boobs and panty shots ain't, ain't doing anything to uh, fix that depiction. So oh uh, piss off. The fact that they turn they turn chicken shit into chicken salad is is a testament to the Super Robot Wars crew, and um, I'm behind anything they do at this point. <laughs> Yeah, there's not, I mean, no offense to them, but mm-hmm. there wasn't too much that you had to do to make that into a story. I mean, if you just use a generic story uh, element thing, you could probably do a lot better than what was done in Destiny. No so. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> well, uh, I guess that's it for uh, Super Robot Wars. Uh, th- sorry, third Super Robot, Robot Wars Z. And that brings us over to... Uh, are uh, a release that comes out here in the states and um, elsewhere in the world on March the eighteenth, twenty fourteen, um, and that is Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. We're finally going to get uh, to get to see Snake again. I, I guess it would be uh, more so uh, uh, 
what's the naked snake or more so big boss it's it's a version of snake that uh takes place after uh, peace walker which is one of those games that was on the psp one of the side stories with uh um, <coughs> transitioning of naked snake to big boss and how he eventually becomes the, the old uh the old leader of uh, Foxhound and uh, eventually Outer Heaven and all that fun stuff, but um, this series, uh, this this game, I guess the premise it takes place in 1975 uh, after the events in Peace Walker, and um, you take control of Snake as he uh, he works for the military Sans Front Front Frontiers to infiltrate a American black site on Cuban soil called uh, Camp Omega, and um, I, I, all the video I've seen of this game, I'm I'm scratching my head as to what they're hiding uh, behind uh behind uh, i guess the gameplay of the game because I, I i'm still a little i'm still a little salty over metal gear solid too when um you get you start out with snake and then you end up playing someone else throughout the rest of the game and i'm wondering what they're not showing us here for part five when it comes to metal gear solid five it does look impressive and um the trailers they've shown so far are pretty amazing uh what are you guys uh thoughts on metal gear solid five i know chris is a big fan of the metal gear series yeah i'm sort of at a loss about um, this Ground Zeroes of when I should play it and where because it's coming out on both PS3 and PS4, but by the time Phantom Pain comes out, whenever the hell that is, we don't know if that's going to be on PS3, so I'm thinking if I should just wait, hold hold off, and then play Ground Zeroes on the PS4, or maybe just wait until Phantom Pain is out and play the both of them together. So yeah, I think I'm, the the long and short of it is I won't be playing this game anytime soon. <laughs> Damn it! Well, uh, I, you're you're kind of confused on what. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of nasty when you're you're completely confused on how you should play a game or if you should play it. Well, Neo, any any uh, any, any impressions on uh, Metal Gear Solid Five? What have you seen much on it? I've seen a little bit. Once again, I'm I'm a little confused too. But you know, hey, um, I haven't. You know, um, they've they've all been fun in the past. So I I don't see. I can't really see it being bad. But then if you're going to be a purist like Chris with the story and a lot of you know one of the big aspects of Metal Gear Solid to see as the franchise is that you know the overall uh, story. I could see where it'd be a little bit of confusion there, yeah. and and it is it is one of those situations too. And I, I kind of feel I, I'm I can see this probably being an issue for a lot of people with you know some people not everybody to the next generation consoles or maybe having just one of them. You you also too are kind of playing the you know the what if game of like should I do this now should I just wait I'm gonna get a PS4 this time or Xbox One this time so mm-hmm. yeah it's I, I could see that being a bigger major factor in a lot of this stuff too. And this isn't the only game I have this issue with because it's the same thing with Dragon Age Inquisition, which is also coming out mm-hmm. on both systems. And that just factors in as well. Like, well, if I have all these games that I want to play, but they're going to be on a more powerful system, might as well just wait till I yeah. have said <clears throat> system. Yeah. And the other thing that probably bears mentioning is all of the uh, hubbub about Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, I wanted to I replacing wanted, David Hayter as Snake. I wanted to ask you about that. What What's your overall thoughts on that? You know, given Kojima's uh, reputation for trickery, mm-hmm. it would not surprise me if it's BS. If If this was like just a really long troll, yeah, <laughs> and David Hayter still is in the game. 
I, I was thinking that maybe this game does not completely take place in 1975. And I'm starting to think this might be kind of like a dual game where you you start out at a time period, but you might actually it may lead up to the events of Metal Gear. Um, and I'm hoping that that's and that'll end up being the long and short of it because when David Hayter is approached about not doing Snake, he's very coy with his answers. If you've ever watched read any interviews with him or seen the interviews, he's very coy. He's very um careful on what he says because he doesn't seem angry. And when people ask him, because people are asking him questions, they're spirited about it. It's like, yo, you're not gonna be Snake in the next game aren't you angry about this aren't you up- upset and it's like no i'm i'm all right you know i i you know i processed it and um you know i wasn't called back you know he he's he's uh he he's been the artful dodger when it comes to some of the questions being involved in this and um if they're doing something cool like they are involving him in this project and he's gonna reprise his role as liquid snake and yet um they want to differentiate the characters between big boss and him so they got Kiefer Sutherland to come in and be the voice of big boss then shh, that's gonna be awesome if that it turns out to be the case I'm I'm thinking um, that that's probably the issue. They might want to differentiate between the two, and maybe with Phantom Pain, they might be setting up if that takes place later, since Ground Zeroes is the prologue, mm-hmm. that we're going to see Kiefer Sutherland voicing the older Naked Snake and David yep. Hayter voicing the Younger. young noob Solid Snake. There you go. <laughs> Bernie is back. Uh, well, well, we'll see. <laughs> So I know a lot of people are upset about that, and I, on that level, if it ends up being the case that David Hayter's out completely, I will be bothered because he's done that role for so long and he's always so good at it. But in the back of my head, I'm just keeping it open, the possibility, like, this could just be a huge con, so... Yeah, and I think that's I think that's a valid point, especially with the the history of Kojima and some of the things he does is you, you, trying to figure out what he's doing before it's actually thrown out in front of you is might be just a kind of a waste of time. Might be better just to kind of roll with it and see take it from there. But yeah. it's clear that we don't know everything that's going on with Metal Gear Solid Five, and they're they're keeping some things close to the to the chest. So uh, as they always do, as they always yeah. do. So just keep your eyes open, guys. Keep your eyes open, Metal Gear fans. <laughs> <laughs> but um it should be pretty exciting when it drops in just a few in a few uh months but uh the last uh games that we're gonna discuss are pretty much both related and um games that uh we here at uh what well, one of us here at gundam has been playing a whole hell of a lot of as of recently and um it, uh, and, and uh, recently we've been um also organizing games in uh the current version of the game that's out on consoles right now and that's the mobile suit gundam extreme versus series uh full boost uh, is the next installment that's coming out on consoles or more so the ps3 on uh in japan on january january the 30th uh 2014 and um this game hey, you know um mm-hmm. this is a little little note mm-hmm. since we're already in 2014 you don't need to specify that something comes out in 2014 i i, I that's that's the problem with me <laughs> I read something that is right in front of me, but yeah, th- this is coming out in just a few weeks. By the time this episode drops, it'll be right around the corner. So um, it comes out in Japan, and uh, it hosts a ton of MSs uh, from all sorts of Gundam series. Um, a total of 98 have been shown so far, and some of the uh, video material that Bandai has put out there. I don't think all 98 are going to be available from Jump. I know some of them are going to be DLC, but um, across the board, you've got characters from uh, pretty much every Gundam series, save for um 
some of the more recent ones. There's no one in this game from Age as of yet, um, and there's no one in this game from Gundam Build Fighters, but they do go up as far as Double O and... Uh, let me see here. And they, they grab uh, characters from all sorts of other series. Like we finally um, are involving some MSV uh, uh, characters, or at least one in particular. Johnny Ridden is in this game and his oh, yeah. custom Zaku. Man, Good Ridden, old Crimson Lightning. There you go, man. Gets to be confused for, for Char in video games now. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. But um, And, of course, you got uh, uh, Chris, and, uh, Chris and Neo's favorite series, Crossbone Gundam, is fully represented. Oh, but, awesome. <laughs> Well, that's really not much of a that's, that's, change that's, from extreme versus. That's not new, but um, they they've uh they've added a, a just a plethora of suits. Uh, Blue Destiny was in the previous game, but it looks like they added the uh, the villain from Blue Destiny as well. The uh, MS08 uh, TX E Free uh, Custom, you got it, and uh, piloted by Nimbus uh, Schurzen, and. Um, they also added um they created a, a new gundam for the game uh um i guess there's a current manga series called gundam exa uh extreme a um and they created a character for that uh what's his name leos alloy that pilots uh the extreme gundam and it has three different forms matter of fact i believe the extreme gundam made a cameo in gundam build fighters recently they showed a, a model of it that uh that say was well, not at. not recently, but <laughs> pretty far back now. <laughs> yeah. Well, a few a few a few months ago when the series first started, but uh, it's 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 been sneaking up on us, and now it's in this game. So it's 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 exciting to, to finally have this game come out, even though that there's a another arcade uh, version of the game, an update to Full Boost that's coming out in the arcades, and that is uh, Maxi Boost, and that game is going to feature characters from um, Age. And um, uh, Gundam Build Fighters as well. So you're going to finally have represent, uh, representatives from every Gundam series that's out today in Maxi Boost. But um, any thoughts on the full boost coming out, uh, uh, Neo? Will it have uh, all the mobile suits that you are killed in the most? <laughs> yes, the red frame. And what, and what, the red frame and what are those? <laughs> the red frame, okay. So. The red frame, the, the, the Strike Noir, and the, uh, um, the Infinite Man. Justice. Man, leave, leave the strikes alone, dude. I I don't know how it happened, but I pilot nothing but seed mechs. Don't, and I don't ne- touch the general special. I do never, not touch anything that's a strike. Do not be smirched the strike noir. Yes. It, it would make the general sad. I thought that I would be rocking the Zeta all day, but I just can't get used to how it plays. <coughs> so I've been using the um the red frame. Well, it's hard to get used to anything when you get killed immediately. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> For those new to the show, uh, we've started something recently called uh, EX versus the Gundam Nation, and um, it's a session. It's a bi-monthly session where we get together and play Extreme Versus. And with uh, Full Boost coming out, we're going to be transitioning into that game. So anybody who goes out there and buys Full Boost, if you want to involve yourself with uh, these sessions, you, you too can have, kill Solbro Ryu. You too can kill me um, with with with. <laughs> His own teammates kill him with righteous indignation. Hey, so if, if you're if if you're trying to get used to to stuff, why are you using expensive things like Infinite Justice? Uh, I I own I don't pick it all the time. I primarily stick with the red frame because it's well, two thousand. Why would you pick Infinite Justice? <laughs> I think it plays pretty nicely. I, I like it. It's twenty five hundred points. For those who don't know, the way the game system is made up is uh you have a, an allotment of six thousand points on the battlefield. If you lose it all, you lose the match. And um, every suit costs different amounts of points. 
Um, the really top tier suits cost three thousand, uh, and there, there's some suits that fluctuate between two thousand and and twenty five hundred as well. And they've got a lot of bells and whistles, um, a lot of name suits, and then you have the really cheapy uh, grunt suits that are around the thousand range. And um, if they get destroyed, you lose that many, you lose, lose that amount in points until you're out of uh, out of a. Uh, uh, resources on the battlefield and then you lose the match so you got to be careful not to get killed if you're in a suit like the the unicorn gundam which is a three thousand point suit and it's an arcade game it's which is really easy to play you can jump in and out of the game and it's team based so you get partnered up with another player and you go up against two other opponents and you duke it out on all sorts of different uh memorable uh locales that were in all sorts of different gundam series but uh, Chris, uh, any any thoughts on 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 full boost or the, ex- the extreme versus series that you've had so far? Well, I've enjoyed extreme versus a lot. I mean, I've been playing these on uh, you know PSP and PS2 for years, and uh, I was glad that extreme versus gave the series the visual facelift it needed because a lot of the previous titles look like early PS2 games at best. Mm-hmm. Oh. They did. <laughs> So they got that down, and I like the online of Extreme Versus, but what's this I hear about uh, Full Boost having an online pass? That's what the talk is right now. Apparently, when you get the game, um, it, the, I don't know if it's been fully confirmed, but according to Amarenti 1, it's pretty much a, a done deal, according to articles that he's read. But um, it is going to have an online pass that you have to associate with one PlayStation account. And I believe what the talk is right now is that the PlayStation account that you have has to be a Japanese PlayStation account. If you already import games, you already have a Japanese PlayStation account. They're not hard to make, yeah. but you're not going to be able to play But you'd have to play logged into that account. Exactly. So all the achievements that you can earn for the game, you're not going to be able to stack them on top of the ones you already have under your American account. So um, I don't know. I'm waiting to hear a confirmation that when someone buys the game, if you can actually attach it to your Ameri- American account or not. But um, I guess to be continued on that front. But as it's looking right now, you're probably going to have to connect it to your Japanese account. That you, uh, if you haven't made one, you're going to have to make one to do that. So <laughs> if you're going to be importing the game, oh, some of the cool features of the game, though, um, that are going to be an improvement before um, uh, uh, in light of Extreme Versus is that they're going to be twelve person lobbies instead of eight person lobbies. That's handy. That's fun for you. That's phenomenal. And word on the street is, and according to the trailer, you can now spectate matches. You don't have to participate in the matches. You can spectate them. So when I stream matches now, I don't have to play in every match. I can actually showcase other players playing the game. And um, if we have tournaments... Without said matches always involving you dying. Exactly. So I could just, I could sit on the bench where I belong. And do that bench warm and do my duty as a streamer and actually show people playing uh, the game and hopefully throw tournaments in the future. And it's going to make it easy for easier for tournament um, runners to throw tournaments as well, because um, because of that structure, the fact that you have a mode that allows you to see everybody, you can switch views to different mobile suits and stuff like that. So that's pretty impressive as opposed to being stuck on just one static shot of one person playing when you showcase the game or stream it Uh, much like um, it's going to be much like the arcade experience for the game is in Japan, where you have a station that's separate from every all the other player stations that showcases the entire match and and shows everything that's going on. So that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, full boost is coming out soon. Maxi boost is going to be in our uh, in in arcades in Japan very soon. I think it's already location testing. I'm not 100 percent sure, but there's a lot of information coming out it about coming out about it slowly but surely and. 
Any last thoughts about these games that we we discussed, or a- any uh, any hopes for the future for any of uh, any titles that you might or hope that might come out, or hopes? Uh, yeah, hopes. Or who am I? I thought we already done that. I thought we were done with that segment already for tonight. We already done that. I'm trying to sneak it back in, but no. Any any last thoughts about this segment at all, fellas? Well, some games I'm looking forward to more than others, and if I may give an honorable mention, mm-hmm. if people want to get their hands on a a good mecha game to play right now, uh, this is a recommendation that is only, unfortunately, available through the Methods Network. Oh no! And and not through any um, other networks, but uh, it's it's so old that uh, <laughs> I mean it's not really going to make <laughs> much of a difference because. Um, it's not available anywhere else. And that is, you might be familiar with the Sobro, uh, Metal Storm on the NES. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard about it and I've seen, uh, I've seen a little video on it as well. It's a really fun game by Irem. It was released in, uh, 1991. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you are an old school Nintendo Power subscriber, you might recall this game having made the cover of it, showing this, like, really cool mecha on it. Yep. And that's where I first heard about the game. So, it's a side-scrolling action game, and the whole conceit of it, the whole gimmick of it is that your mecha can manipulate gravity. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with the press of a button, you can switch your gravitational orientation, and suddenly, you're sticking to the ceiling. Exactly. And you are walking and jumping and doing stuff on the ceiling. So, of course, the whole game is designed around this, that you have to constantly jump back and forth between the ground and the ceiling. And it is insanely difficult. (laughs) But a lot of fun and very cool old school mecha and something that I wish we would see more of and would be nice if it was available on say uh, Nintendo Virtual Console but that's probably asking a lot because well Mm. it's Nintendo (laughs) well there's a lot of games available on the Virtual Console you figured they want to make more money not as many as uh, there should be man and the fact that they have they've got a spread of systems on there too so you figured they would have a shit ton by now but I guess but it's also a mess because uh, for example all the Virtual Console games that I have on my Wii, mm-hmm. none of them are playable on my 3DS, and if I were to buy any virtual console games on the 3DS, they are also not playable on the Wii U and vice versa, so it's it's a gigantic mess. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it is pretty bad. And don't get me started on the fact that uh, they're re-releasing some games that were released on the Wii uh, for the virtual console on the Wii U, but you have to pay the difference for them. That, uh, that also sucks. So. <laughs> well, in that case, though, mm-hmm. it's a very small charge of um, $1, usually. Right. And at least, though, there is an upgrade because you can play those games on the gamepad screen rather than on the TV. That's true. That, that, that That's the whole, I guess, the whole reason for the conversion, so that way you can actually do it on the on the smaller screen that the Wii U provides. Plus, you get the better safe state options on the uh, the Wii U, presumably, than compared to the Wii. Well, there's that, too. I didn't know that at all. That's pretty cool. But, man, uh, any, any other last thoughts, fellas? No. Well, all right, Neil. You sound real. You you sound like you're bursting with the uh, with enthusiasm. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to get confirmation from show about the 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 odds. Oh, <laughs> Solbro, uh, Vegas odds on Solbro getting Titan Paul. I guess I, I got I got one last thing to add. What's that? Mobile Ops Forever. Oh mm. boy, one of these years. But uh, <laughs> just just play Titanfall 
and uh, on on your disc, just scratch out Titanfall with a sharpie and write mm-hmm. Mobile Ops: The One Year War. There you go. There you go. I'll, I'll buy. And then it. you can convince yourself that it was finally worth it. I'll buy that the you day got it comes out. If I see it in my mind as Mobile Ops: The War, it's getting scooped day one. But um, that's it for our segment of our uh, 2014 in Mecha Gaming, and we'll be right <clears> back <throat> with more Gundam at MHQ in just a moment. <laughs> just a moment. A Mormon? Just a Mormon. <laughs> Is that a, a, a Mormon moment when you're on your Mormon quest? Oh my god, that's the second time we mentioned Mormon in this show. <laughs> we'll be right back. Forget Gears of War 3 and 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way. You guys are still playing with your consoles? You can't fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming. Are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter? Or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only cover major releases? Sure you are, so join us here at SecondOpinionGames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again. Our main podcast focuses on all gaming news, big and small. And don't forget our other podcasts where we talk about video game collecting, fighting games, the best games you never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop in Second Opinion. So stop by SecondOpinionGames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is not that podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, Let's go again. Hey, this is Stephanie Shea and you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ.
All right, everyone. Uh, welcome back, and thank you for joining us for episode 137. Is that correct? It is indeed. <laughs> Good job learning him hanging there. Sorry. I, I, was, I was expecting... Support? Yeah, I was... Uh, sorry, I was, doing, I was doing something. I wasn't I, I playing was, Final Fantasy like show does, but I was, I was, I was doing adjust, something. I was adjusting my chair, so I muted my yeah, mic. Well, uh, thank you for coming back to episode 137 of Gundam at MAHQ. In this episode, uh, we did our review, our continuing reviews, as uh, review them as we get them, of volume four of Gundam the Origin, the manga i.e. the new stuff we hadn't seen before. So uh, join us, I would imagine, I think in a couple months, maybe, I think March? Is that, uh, would I be correct there, Chris? In March, maybe the next uh, drop of Volume 5? I believe it is. I'd have to look at my Amazon. March or April? I I don't remember. Yeah, so a few months. A few months from now. It's quarterly. Yeah. It's it's, uh, Supposedly, it's March 11th, 2014. There you go, March 11, 2014. So, um, be going into Volume Five, and we were with, um, well, man, Gaming's own Solbro Ryu, <laughs> as he went over some of the upcoming Mecha games uh, slated to be released uh, sometime in the next year or so, 2014. So, yeah, which I uh, have a pinch on of saying for some freaking reason. I just can't. Yeah, control, I can't contain myself. Apparently, I keep. This saying will be the next year. game released in 2014. <laughs> this game. You know what? You know what it is. I keep writing 2013 down on my uh, on my notes and stuff like that. So I can't get the previous year out of my head. So I'm forcing myself to say it so I can get with the program. I- I'm retarded. Okay. <laughs> Solbro has admitted he is he is retarded. I'm a, I'm a bit I'm a bit troubled. <laughs> there you go. Okay, it's finally coming out. Thank you, thank you. Well, before we move on, uh, we're gonna have to make a little stop to the I, I guess the brand new mailbag. As it the old one was cleaned out with the old year, and now Chris has got some new questions for us from all the great listeners out there. Take it away, Chris. We just got some uh, some funds in for the remodeling of the mailbag, so oh yeah, a ni- nice new shiny headquarters. Nice. So you can, as always, drop a uh, line on the Mecha Talk thread, or you can leave us a voicemail at three zero five seven nine two eight three two four. We do have some voicemails, but since we're running late tonight, we'll forego those until next time. So we're starting with a nice, fresh page one. So our first question comes from AJQ32, who says, Greeting Gundam Meisters. Back with some more amusing and thoughtful questions for you. Number one, Chris, have you moved? We haven't had any incidents where people break into your house and take over the mic from time to time. (laughs) If you haven't moved, then do you have a restraining order on those guys? Or did you get them sent to prison for breaking and entering? Or are there some unmarked graves we shouldn't pay any attention to? <laughs> well, well, if they're unmarked, listen- why would you even? How would you even know? I, I can assure you that nothing is wrong. Nothing ever has been wrong. <laughs> nothing ever will be wrong. Life is but a fleeting dream, and none of us exist. I buy that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Number two, Neo. Yes. Do you ever go on a pub crawl with Dennis and listen to his drunken rants about how people don't know anything about culture? Yes. 
I have done that. Usually it's called Friday. And um, I learn a lot during those times. About real journalism? About real journalism? Oh, my God. If there's if, if you think you and I are happy about the final season of the uh, newsroom being announced, the final third <laughs> shitty season of the newsroom being announced, Dennis is beside himself. He, he actually he actually stayed sober for four hours to sit there and crap about it. So, yes. Wow. Yes. But, yes, I do. Like I said, it's called Friday, sometimes Sunday. There you go. Sober? <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine well, a Dennis sober, man. Is he eloquent? Well, you, have, you have to remember, uh, Dennis, is, he's, he's the reverse of most people. Mm-hmm. When things are get really happy in your life or you get really sad, most people drink. No, Dennis turns to sobriety because alcohol is his fuel. <laughs> like Bender. Like Bender, yes. Bender's the robot. Yeah, so there you go. It's a, it's the his it's his muse for his Pulitzer Prize winning journalism. Yes, <laughs> and the reason why he has a liver that's as black as coal. Sweet. There you go. <laughs> Question number three, Solbro. What series are you trying to get caught up on the most right now? And is it for Gundam or yourself? Well, I'm about to blow um, some people's minds with this. Uh, I've been brought the task by several people who normally watch our streams at Shin Station. Uh, they've been getting in my ass that I have not watched a sp- certain series over all the years. Neo and both Chris have watched this series and to much enjoyment and even reviewed it on this show. That series is uh, <laughs> Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Uh, you're not going to see this. And I, I actually uh, made an announcement. It was uh, two nights ago that uh, I'm taking a vacation at the end of February. Matter of fact, I got it approved today. And I'm going to be streaming every day. So I'm going to dedicate... Is that your vacation? Um, it's it's going to be my... Well, it's a staycation. But um, because I have several vacations this year. And um, the first one I'm taking is a staycation just because I'm cheap. And um, every day I'm going to be streaming for a couple hours. And I'm going to be going through a huge chunk of uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes on day one. So mm-hmm. I'll believe it when I stream it. <laughs> I will yeah. keep you posted. I will be taking uh, anybody who's interested in doing commentary with me on the stream can join me. Uh, I'm going to be watching you to make sure you're really watching. Hey, you will. I'm going to keep a tab open. You got, I will, you'll be the yeah. first person I tweet. <laughs> but, and, uh, then, mm-hmm. and then when you inevitably say, oh my god, this show is so amazing, I should have watched it years ago. Nice. That's when we we jump in and we'll be like, yeah, that's what we freaking told you 10,000 times. A million times. You you two and Yup and and Tsunami and so many other people said, get your ass on this show now. So I'm going to do it, and it'll be day one of that stream. So uh, keep that posted. If you guys want to know about it, head on over to tinyurl.com slash shinstation, and make sure to follow, and you'll be um, made abreast when that happens. And 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 then we'll we'll say congratulations, welcome to 2010. <laughs> All this other junk. Well, welcome to the 21st century. You got it. Yeah, well, I, I, I welcome to I, the aughts. I guess I have that. I, I told you so. Coming tenfold. So I, I'll hold that L. But there you go. <laughs> it took you how long to watch Full Metal Panic again? It took me that a while. was that was that, that was that was an ongoing situation. It, it was streaming I, I that got me to do remember, it though. Uh-huh. I remember you saying sometime last year, "Oh guys, we should review Full Metal Panic." We're like, me and Chris are like, I haven't seen it in freaking years. <laughs> I'd have to rewatch it. <laughs> well, I made it all the way through. Because I think I think I hadn't seen it in this time span it took you to watch it. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, it's done. Yeah. I, it's in the can. I watched it all. all I right. thought it was great. So there you go. And listeners, if he doesn't do this during his staycation, uh, release the hounds on him. Uh, please on do. All, on, all, on all media, uh, continue the to... The digital hounds. The digital hounds and uh, continue to give him bloody, dirty deaths in uh, Gundam Versus. So. The, the gun damnation has me at gunpoint. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Indeed. And his last question, it is thought that by 2015, 3D printers would be affordable for home use. Mm-hmm. We might be seeing people making customized Gunpla, like in Gunpla builders and build fighters with 3D printers. But it could also end up on the methods network as well. You could download a CAD file for free and print out your own Gunpla for just the price of the plastic beads the printers use. How do you think this will impact the Gunpla and action figure markets? I would hope the industries adapt by selling the CAD files themselves. May Lord King's suspenders support you. Amen. Yeah, 3D printing is something that has a lot of potential, but given how much they still cost, I just don't see how in a year they'll be affordable or even understandable for the average Joe to use. So I'm guessing maybe closer to three to five years. And as is always the case with any new technology, there's always going to be uh, hysteria about um, all of the nefarious purposes, like you can you can print guns with them and run around and shoot people, and you can print everything, and you can just steal it. You never have to buy stuff because you can just print everything, and blah 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 blah. No different from Hollywood fear mongering that uh, the VCR was evil and was to the Hollywood producer what the Boston Strangler was to the woman Home Alone. Goodness. And the, Which, if and you the, think that's an exaggeration, that is a pretty much direct quote from the then head of the MPAA in the early 80s, uh, babbling to Congress about how horrible VCRs would be because they would make movies worthless. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize he said that. Is that Jack Tritton, right? Jack Valenti. Jack Valenti. Thank you. Thank you. The Man. not so dearly departed. Oh, damn it. And and I don't know if you guys have actually held anything that's on been from a 3D printer, but no. they're they're not always that strong, no. at, especially the ones that. And I'm sure there's different things that they can do with it, but I've I've seen like an engineering model and actually felt it. And you know, I guess for that you don't need a lot of tensile strength, but um, well, you know, there's still thousands of dollars those things. You know what I think would be a good application for 3D printing, mm-hmm. at least in terms of gunpla. Mm-hmm replacement parts yes there you go i wanted to bring that up Uh, i i actually have a a degree in computer aided drafting and i've been following uh 3d printers for a while now because of uh applications with models like not only for like architecture and whatnot but just just the applications of 3d printing in in general and when i read this question it just blew my mind because people can make replacement parts for their gunpla or make modifications for their gunpla they can design it in autocad or 3d studio and then transfer the file over to a 3d printer and print it up and then make their own variations or their own models and i think that's incredible there's always some little joint or the v fin or Mm -hmm. some annoying little part that's gonna break yep and you're like well shit what do i do now (laughs) and when that happens you now have your own endless supply of uh, replacement parts and, and yeah. crazy modifications. And like you said, people can, uh, and like the question said, people can design their own custom parts and build all this crazy stuff and give us all these sorts of weird things like what we see in um, Gunpla Fighters. Yeah, or even make models of, build of fighters. Uh, even make models of mecha that never had models made of them. So uh, if you're that daring and you're that talented, you could do that too. 
Yeah, so I prefer to look at it more from the positive perspective than just the fear of, oh, my God, you know. Oh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool stuff, but it, I, I I can't see the price of these things going down that affordably. Yeah, I think we're in, 10 years away from months. I don't think we're that far, but no, that, that's probably, too far. Probably about maybe three to five, I think closer to three. Mm. Yeah, because even um, like one of the more common ones that's pretty small, the MakerBot, that's like $3,000 at least. Yeah. It's gonna, they're gonna, you're going to have to get them to the point where they break the $1,000 barrier. And there's a lot of technical know-how required. You have to also yeah. dumb it down enough yeah. that... Uh, you basically have to push push a button and it does this. You have to dumb it or down for your market. mom yeah. to use it, basically. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> or your grandma, so. as as it is with much technology out there. So, yeah, it's a little a little more off than just one year. Yeah, don't read every don't believe everything you read from the tech press. <laughs> well, uh, if anything, I, I know it's on the horizon, and um, it'll be interesting to see the application of this of this when uh, when it finally becomes readily available to us. Next, we have Yahtzee88, who says, Number one, I noticed something while watching Votomes a while ago, that none of the mecha are actually called by their names. So my question is, what mecha shows can you think of where the mecha are never referred to by their actual names? 0083 was kind of like this, where the Gundams were only referred to as unit number rather than their actual name. Man, I can't think of any at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got one that we discussed a while ago. We got... um, we got uh, Dugram. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. The uh, the mass uh, the mass produced grunt is uh, called a, a round facer, but they're always referred to by the manufacturer name Soltic. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. I guess this one also would sort of apply, but everything in the C universe. That's a Gundam because there are no such things as Gundams. Operating system. That's it's just the operating system, and only Kira and a handful of people call them Gundams by looking at the uh, initials on the OS. Right. So what? And to to a lesser, I think they probably say it a few times, but it's even in, a handful of times between both shows. No, I was going to say um, this. I have another example. Um, uh, the Gundam Mark II in Zeta. For the most part, they call it the Mark II, if I'm, if I can recall. Yeah, but it's, it was yeah. called it was called the Gundam Mark II a lot. They probably just said the Mark yeah. II for the sake of brevity, but everybody knew that those were called Gundams in that Gundams, universe. Yeah. Whereas in Seed, nobody yeah, calls true. them Gundams aside from like Kira and Athrun. Yeah, I know for the longest while in Turn A Gundam, they don't refer to the the Turn A as a Gundam. They just refer to it as, refer to it as the White Doll with mustache. White, yeah, White Doll, <laughs> good old good old White Doll. At least do a part, a good chunk of that show, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure there are others, but offhand, I can't think of yeah. anything else right now. So, number two, anime is often dubbed over to English when it comes over to the U.S., but what about the opposite? What American show slash IP do you guys want to watch dubbed in Japanese? I remember a few years ago seeing the first stink meaner episode of the Boondocks in Japanese, and it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's easy. What's that? Pawn Stars. <laughs> I want to hear the old man in Japanese. Oh my god! But then we have the stomach hearing uh, Chumley in Japanese. So uh, what's wrong with Chumley? Oh, he's horrible. <laughs> he's the worst. Hater. Oh my god. Hater. Man, um, and no, that that show, nothing else. Yeah, maybe that. I don't know. 
I know. I'd, I'd like to see uh, the next generation. Oh, really? um, I would love to see that in Japanese. Uh, I know it's probably been dubbed in Japanese. I'd love to see Gargoyles in Japanese, man. Uh, that show. If what, that show, son? Gargoyles. What? <laughs> how, how, how dare you? None, oh. none can match the splendor and majesty that is Keith David. Oh, no, no. That, that's okay. I just wanted to see it as a, as, a, as, a, as a novelty, not as a replacement. I would just like to know it, it actually reached Japanese shores and they got to see it for a few minutes. Oh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, there you go. Um, Heisenberg, <laughs> which I'm sure it's 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 snuck its way over there in some way, shape, or form. But um, yeah, that those those are all good picks, man. Chris, any uh, anyone from any 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 idea of what show you'd like to see? Not particularly. Well, oh, damn. Number three, which actually relates back to uh, oh the newsroom, because then I wouldn't have to hear them. <laughs> I wouldn't understand them. There you go. There you go. Number three. SRWZ did the impossible and actually fixed Destiny's crappy writing and made sense of it, which is one of the strongest aspects of the game in particular. So my question is, what mecha shows would you guys give the SRW treatment to to help fix slash make sense of their writing? The ones I can think of are Southern Cross and maybe Gundam Mage if Keo got the crap beaten out of him by Bright or something. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Age would require pretty much a near total overhaul just to yeah. make sense out of that, so... <laughs> I think they'd be up for the challenge, but yeah, it would need some work. It would need um, some serious work. I, I would like to see. I know it's been featured in these games, but I would like to see a near total rewrite of Macross Zero, particularly the second half oh, when it became uh, all hippie and tree hugger stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Macross Frontier. Uh, Rock has killed in initial attack. God damn it. <laughs> Just saying, man. Uh, I know mine. Mine would probably be the first that comes to mind is probably Age. Personally, even though it was mentioned here in the example that that series, uh, I don't know. It's it's the it's the it's the it's the definite infringing of uh, uh that uh, upon a other kind of franchise that I, I just I, I I hate the fact that it just went a it turned a nasty corner and and it, it could definitely be righted if, if enough time was spent. Oh, that's not Mecca. <laughs> What's that? Oh, I was going to say Empty Guys. <laughs> Empty Guys 2 colon Death Force, but you can't really can't really make that better, though. Oh, there's no saving that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll just make John O'Donnell angry, man. Oh, Wings of... How about Wings of Rian? Oh, look at that, man. That's not... Because I, I did like some of the, the designs, but... I could do without the crappiness and all the Japanese nationalism. I guess if we're on that, that train of thought, what about uh, brain-powered? Uh, Throw it out and start from scratch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just, just... Yeah. Oh, Ava, but wait, that gets rewritten every year. <laughs> Someone beat you to it a million yeah. times. And, 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 and you, uh, Peter, commenting and saying that you're ridiculously exaggerating things and no, it hasn't been remade that many times and besides Blade Runner gets released a lot on Blu-ray in America so blah 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 there you go his defense for everything there you go I did it for you Peter <laughs> Blade Runner that's his yes that's his go-to <laughs> yes <laughs> okay and the last question if there ever was a battle royale or Mortal Kombat with gun and protagonists fighting to the death with just their bare feet and hands without mobile suits, who would win? Domon is also banned for obvious reasons. 
Keep up the great work, and I apologize if my questions seem too long or stupid. P.S. Solbro, I hope you continue to host more Gundam Extreme versus matches in the future. Don't you worry, we will. We will. And, so they're uh, so you're banned in Domo. Yep. So that that leaves you probably. I, I think it would come no. down to Setsuna and Hero. Yeah, and Setsuna. Yeah. I, I I got Setsuna all day on that one. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Setsuna Hero. Yeah, probably. Well, Hero's chances, I would say, are pretty good unless he definitively states that he intends to kill Setsuna, in which case he won't. He won't, yeah. Here's the thing, is that out of the two, who's the hungriest? Setsuna doesn't have a death wish. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't think his life is useless at times, or he doesn't think of himself as disposable. Right, right. So he's got survivor. But there is is no god in this world. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's the the strength of that despair versus how many more times must I kill that girl and, and her dog and and, and, and you have to remember mm-hmm. Setsna aced his parents yeah so yeah I, he's not gonna have a problem acing hero no he's not and, and I, I, that's why I think he's gonna have the edge in this fight <laughs> I think he's just he's more equipped to deal with the situation what about final four what about the two other spots you think I'm thinking. Uh, maybe Jibbity because he's American. Oh yeah, true. And he didn't say any other people from any other protagonists from G weren't excluded. So that would... I think he probably meant anyone from G's excluded. Well, shit. If, if he banned Domo, damn it. I would, okay. I would actually give it to Judo since he's a junkyard kid. Judo, Judo. yeah. He knows Judo, junkyard kid. Yeah. He knows how to fight. That's and, a scrappy yeah. dude, bro. <laughs> Garrett's also pretty scrappy. Having yeah, probably in, in in the uh, the wasteland. In the apocalypse. Yeah. Who do you think would be the first one to go if we did this Hunger Games style? Probably what? The Sea Boys. They'll be gone. Probably <laughs> the only one that would survive the first thing would be Ezok, because at least he's a little scrap. He's still kind of a bitch, but he's still a little scrap. Kyo would die in the very first round, of course. Kyo would die in the first round. Straight murdered. Um, <laughs> Man, Armor would probably, probably fight his way through. Yeah, I think. yeah Armoro would. I think Armoro would be dead in the. In the Quickly God, too. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I like Armoro, but he was not exactly uh, no, he, you know Mister Fearless and out outside of the cockpit. Um, I think Hygo, Oh, would uh, Duo Duo would make it out the first round for a while. He's because yeah. he's uh, he's sneaky. He'd hang in the back, man. <laughs> he may run and hide, but he never tells a lie. What about Wu Fei, guys? Is, what about Wu Fei? Wu Fei immediately. <laughs> you just show all you gotta do is show a picture of Trey's <laughs> or a woman. What about uh, what about Solbro's man? Um, well, yeah. actual Solbro's man would be he'd be torn apart, uh, you know, just torn to pieces. Usagi. But um, what about Laron? Think Laron oh, to make it out of the first round? He's damn. too damn nice. He is nice, but he's not dumb. He 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 want to give tea to everybody or something. <laughs> but he knows when he has to fight, so he might. That is true. Yeah. That we is we true. know uh, Mr. Carrots wouldn't because you just show uh, him carrot and he just crumble you know he Carrots, never picked up a Carrots sword shit face he never yeah. picked up a sword in his life yet he handled himself in the final episode like a sword master <laughs> so that's true Laurent has versatility i think he'd go pretty far what about uh who, who's uh, who's another oh camille you think camille make it out of the camille first be, round camille be completely he's hey, kind of a, he, he, he's uh, kind he of did judo in high school <laughs> yeah but he did get his ass kicked by capricorn bright uh in a, Wang Lee. in a street in a street fight judo would have him dead oh, to kick his ass dead yeah the right so there's no way he's making it through this what about christine would she make it out because i guess she's the gundam protagonist oh she's done <laughs> 
She was a test pilot too. I, 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 there's not much to say. Ooh, Shin. You think Shin would make it out? Oh shit! First round. I think Shin would probably get. I don't. I don't know. I can't see him. I, I can see him maybe a really big show and make a lot of noise, but not get anything done. Oh, okay. <laughs> much like the rest of his life. Damn. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Shiro would be, you know, too much of a peacenik, especially if uh, his oh, opponent's God. hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh God! If he had to fight Christine, he'd be screwed. Um. Oh, I, I got I got a wild card for you. Hmm. Sven from Stargazer. Oh, Ooh, that's interesting. He's a he's a he's a he's, he's a, a trained killer. He's a yeah, he is a trained killer. Yeah, he's well, he was in the druggie program, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, well, he's in Phantom Pain, but he wasn't. I don't quite, think. Yeah, he's not a druggie. No, he wasn't quite a druggie, but he was, you know, like brainwashed and tortured and trained and all that stuff. So sort of the same. He's a human weapon, man. Human weapon. Like Uso. You think Uso would make it out? Oh, Uso, man. I would like to see him get far, but I don't know. I don't. I mean, know. he could he could stomach the violence, but I can't remember if he can really fight or not. He, oh, what he, about he's held his own in some cases, but I don't think on the level of a lot of the other cats. What about what about banana bitch face? Banana. <laughs> Wasted in the first bracket. Actually, it depends on which banana we talk about. If it's uh, episodes one, two, three, five, and six, then I think he'd be okay. But four, when he's bitch face. Yeah, he'd probably get killed immediately. <laughs> if we're gonna go, if we're gonna go all in, how about Reiji? Ooh, Ooh wow. I st- yeah. Hmm. He's good at beating up street punks. <laughs> yeah, I think. I I don't know how far he would go because it's you're still waiting to see what he's got. But just based on his chops well, right he did, now, he did beat up uh, all yeah. the security guards outside of uh, Mashita's room. So yeah. Yeah, he'd probably make it to fin- maybe final eight. I bu- think he'd bust some chops, man. <laughs> yeah, shoot. Okay, he's got some skill. Hmm. Anyone from Igloo would just die because it's Igloo. Okay, well, but that, yeah, that's, they, that's the role. You have him. to die. You just have to die. <laughs> that's their place in life. <laughs> I think I think we've covered everything. Yeah, I think we. I think we've got Gundam Hunger Games. All right. Uh, moving on. Next, we have Gundam Four Twenty. Is he based out of Colorado? Or California? Yeah. It's more legal there than it is here. <laughs> Greetings, masters of the Gundam Nation. Ooh. I come bearing I come bearing questions. Number one, what sort of fantasy slash sci-fi creature do you think would be cool if they got the cyborg treatment a la the T-Rex from Turok Dinosaur Hunter? Or went full robot like Mecha Godzilla? Ooh. Mm. I would like to see um I would like to see uh, some cyborg unicorns. Wow! <laughs> with a laser horn. I wouldn't mind seeing a bionic uh, Cthulhu, man. How would that work? That's the worst <laughs> of both worlds. Hey, man. The, the, that is the thing that should not be. That is the thing that should not be. Boy, Neo, Neo will have to burn the tones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I abstain. <laughs> I don't want anything becoming a cyborg. <laughs> I, I know for religious reasons you would abstain for that question. Yes. Number two, here's the scenario. Mm-hmm. It's a three-way battle between you guys. The winner gains control over all of MHQ, Gundam, etc. And the only way to decide the victor is by gunpla battle. Moonlight Butterfly model- wins all. <laughs> <laughs> what model kit from your current collection would you use oh. to defeat the other two? If you were PS, mm-hmm. no Moonlight Butterfly. Oh, and Soulbro, you can't outsource your gunpla. <laughs> 
Well, I guess that eliminates you from the. It's just me. It's just me and Chris. <laughs> I have a few gumpla I've made by my own hands. I would, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would have said uh, if it wasn't for that one, uh, I would have said my Amorare's, uh my white unicorn Zeta Gundam. But since Show built that for me, uh, I'll have to go with my uh, Gundam Curios. I built that myself, so I'd go with that one. Let's see. Out of kits that I have, let's see. I got a got a goof. I got a Aegis. I got. Um, I think I'll go with Heavy Arms Kai. Oh shoot! Mm, Look at you going okay. in going in hard. <laughs> I'll go with I'll go with um, Original Strike with the Ale Pack, meaning Beam Rifle and 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 Shield. I remember when you were building that. Oh my god! <laughs> and I I will shoot stuff and actually hit targets rather than just uh, stand there wasting <laughs> ammo like Troa. <laughs> Just spray hit, away. Hit everything except the targets. That's funny. That was his talent. <laughs> Number three. Hey, Chris, could you get me Batman's autograph the next time he drops by your house? Oh, man. Anyway, that's all the questions I have for now. Keep the good, keep up the good work as always. Well, Batman never has been here. Batman never has been anywhere. Okay. And that is that. Well, damn. <laughs> Not even at Gotham? <laughs> No. Especially there. And our last questions come from Yokozuna Bulldozer, who says, Hello! Nice. Hello. Number one. Since it's a new year and whatnot, I was wondering if I address you three gentlemen under the following titles as of this post. Power Master Chris, because he took the helm of Gundam like Power Master Optimus Prime, or Ginrai, as some like to go by, from Transformers Master Force in the midst of the show's development. Oh my god. Okay. Works for me. Somebody has the touch. Captain Neo, because he is the prophesied chosen one who will lead us and destroy the robot army with his rendition of Howling Commandos consisting of Lord Bay, the Admiral, and... King Larry. <laughs> I I could see that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah Captain Neo and his Howling Commandos. Commandos. Yeah. Mostly title from uh, Marvel. Now I need to lose an eye and and develop uh, a habitual cigarette, a cigar smoking habit. There you go. Get started. There we go. <laughs> What's Soul Bro? Is I got to hear this. Father Soul Bro. Because <laughs> hey, if I'm the Archbishop of Hopes and Dreams, he's the Pope. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much for that. I, 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 I accept. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Hope, the Pope of Hope, and he hangs around young Asian boys. Oh, that I will not, I will never attest to. It's you know, I couldn't let that go by terrible. without slipping in that reference. Oh my god, Ooh. the worst. Number two, which mecha would be excellent for? Gangnam Style 2014 Super Robot Remix, if there ever was one. Daigengard with Austin Sider or Master Gundam with Foon Psyche? Hopefully none, because uh, that was a stupid fad song, and it's thankfully gone. It's horrible. Uh, but if I want a good dancing robot, I want the gainer. The, yeah, that's true. The King gainer. gainer. Need, I, need a, I need a King Gainer. King <laughs> the King Gainer or the Sumo, man. The Sumo could move, boy. Especially Yeah, that can you imagine a dance off pants off between those two? Oh my god, the Sumo could could do flares. You got, you got serve, Sumo. <laughs> Harry Ord, man, he's got some moves, man. He could yeah. pop and lock with the best of them, son. Not only that, he's got the fashion sense to be hot on the hot on the you got serve track. He was a B boy way in the future. <laughs> now, if we want to compare these two things that we got going on here, mm-hmm. With these two mech, well, with the, these four mecha. So, Master Gunner and Fusaki, we have 
martial arts master and a horse inside of their mecha. The other yeah. two, we have two dudes, including one who has a very strange fetish for his dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't know, man. I'm gonna go I don't know that. how I don't know how good Funsaki can dance, but on the other hand, I I think that Ratzel might have some some nice dance moves. Hey, man, uh, that could happen. Yeah. Who's who's so. Funsaki can dressage with the best with the rest of them. <laughs> and the hey, is 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 Funsaki? Nobody is puts he, Funsaki in a corner. That's right. Although, is is he like one of those Lippitzine stallions? You know the those <laughs> were they the the dancing horses of Europe? If he's one of those, if you model off one of those, then we might have a whole different thing there. Funsaki was trained by the best of the Romney family <laughs> to learn his skill, man. Although I got to give it up, uh, Sanger Zonvolt is the the pilot of the what, the Digging Guard or the uh, the Digging Guard, Digging yes. Guard. Yeah, um, I, I, I he's got style. He's got style. His 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 uh, arm his uh, his mobile suit is is pretty badass looking. I wouldn't mind seeing him try to cut a rug in that, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I got to give it up to sprinkler. Uh, you think he could do the sprinkler? He could, man. Maybe he can do, or maybe, maybe the do, the lawnmower. Maybe he can do the Dougie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it'd be amazing to see, man. A dance off, man. I would, I would, I would welcome that. And question number three: What one thing in your daily lives do you think could need the Katoki makeover? My Happy co- belated New Year's. <laughs> uh, my car. It, it needs help. <laughs> <laughs> According to uh, most of the internet, though, that the part that hates Katoki, that would mean giving your car extremely long, thin legs and lots of uh, like warning and exhaust stickers. Wait, wait, nice. That would make it drive real awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, little thin legs. Don't know if I could do that. Um, now, I did see this one, like, I'm pretty sure it was Katoki, like, uh, like this really weird mouse that he designed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funky looking, so I'm kind of curious how he'd approach designing a smartphone. Hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing that, just to see how uh, how twisted it would be, <laughs> and what would it transform into. That's a good. That's a good. That's a, that's a good proposition, man. I'm amazed uh, he hasn't tried already. Well, if you're doing that, then I would say my coffee maker, because that would be perfect <laughs> for exhaust ports and warning stickers <laughs> and long legs. And long legs, yes. It could, I, I would, I could take it off my counter and just have it just stand there. Out. Yeah, just stand there. Maybe walk to the, you know, walk, follow me around. You, you sure you want it to walk around on its own? That's true. That means AI. Yeah. Your coffee maker's got a Tomes. lot going on. <laughs> Tomes. <laughs> You're slipping, buddy. You're slipping. No, no, no. I'm all right. I'm not slipping. They won't get me. These robos. All right. Well, in that case, that will wrap up the mailbag for this episode, and I will turn it back to you, Neo. Well, thank you, Chris, for all those questions, and thank you, everyone, for submitting those questions. And, uh, guys, anything before we move on? Well, I definitely would like to uh, extend uh, a a hearty set of shout-outs to everybody who went out and picked up Gundam The Origin Volume 4. The first shout-outs go to our listeners on Twitter. Doctor from the Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. You can find that at ssaapodcast.com and you can also follow him on Twitter at ssaapodcast. Patrick William, who you can follow on Twitter at pwguinto. Stephen Quinones, who you can follow at rig, R-I-G, underscore the, underscore gear. Flame X, 
a really awesome video editor that listens to our podcast all the time and watches our streams. You can follow him on Twitter at CyberXSpeed. Also, check out his videos at YouTube.com slash CyberXSpeed. Kyle, who you can follow on Twitter at HighestMetal. And lastly, Ben, who you can follow on Twitter at ArchetypeSaber. Next are the cats that picked up the book on our Facebook group, which you can find at Facebook.com slash groups slash M-A-H-Q-1. Scott Walker, also known as the Foul Sorceress. Check out his podcast, I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside, at SBOPodcast.com. Dustin Wilkinson, Alex Hunter, Staven Williams, newly appointed mod on the Facebook group, Matthew Kyle, Deacon Barry, Jay Steinbrecher, Nino Abweg, Cameron Alexander Collins, Chris Lopez, Tom Winicky, who posted a picture of his copy of uh, Gun of the Origin, Volume 4, with a picture of his cat nearby. And he, the caption read, It's fun for felines. Russell Thomas Davis, who added the caption, It's very nice. <laughs> shout out to the bull rap. Sheldon Codling, who writes, My copy arrived just in time for a shout out. Eric Keith, who is my co host on EX vs. the Gundam Nation. Uh, he writes, I did it in capital letters. And his copy of Gun of the Origin Volume 4 is surrounded by ponies and squirtles. Terrible. All over the shot. Boo. Jose Noel Martinez Ayuso who writes, working on a 1-100 Exia and reading Origin. Mike Murphy, who has a picture of himself and on his shoulder what looks like a tennis ball with Haro's face on it, and he writes, Grumpy Haro is sad about Miss Matilda. Oh, we all are, sir. We all are. Daniel Mason, son, the great, 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 great grandfather of Howard Mason. Howard Mason! And he uh, has a picture of Shars Dom next to the issue. Um, and he writes a caption here as, as if Shars Dom is talking to him. He writes, are you sure I should be in this shot? I mean, I'm not even in this version of the story. And from him, he, write, he responds, shut up. Besides, I don't have any other Doms. <laughs> and that's it for the shout outs. I also wanted to give a special thank you to our uh, sponsors for our next season of EX versus the Gundam Nation, which will be uh, featuring Full Boost, which is starting up very soon. Matter of fact, it'll be starting up on the 15th of February. If you can, check Gundam.net for the details. I wanted to thank these guys for donating to uh, help uh, the stream get Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Full Boost. Yasir, a.k.a. Yazi88. Ben, who I mentioned earlier, uh, at Archetype Saber on Twitter. Bloody Knight 85, aka James, who you can follow on Twitter at Bloody Knight 85. Varnus, aka Will, longtime supporter of Shinjuku Station and our stream channel at tinyurl.com slash shinstation. Follow him on Twitter at Varnus290. Longtime Gundam listeners know this name, AmaroNT1, aka Chris, who is uh, not only a contributor to MAHQ, but one of our reoccurring guests here on Gundam at MHQ. Follow him on Twitter at AmaroNT1. And lastly, TJ, uh, a.k.a. KumaStyle. Uh, he's got a great site called KumaStyle.com. Make sure to go over there and check out his uh, photography. He takes great pictures of models and figurines that are based on a lot of the stuff that we all enjoy, like anime and whatnot. Definitely check out his work at Kuma, K-U-M-A, style.com. And you can also see his reviews of those models and, and figurines at YouTube.com slash T-J Duckett, D-U-C-K-E-T-T. Many thanks to all these cats for donating to the EX versus the Gundam Nation. 
Your support is very appreciated. And uh, that's the end of my shout-outs, uh, Neo. Um, the only other thing I have left is, uh, I guess, the, uh, the, the, these websites that everybody should check out whenever they have time. Head on over to where the magic happens, mahq.net. Visit there for reviews of many mecha-related animes and manga series. Also join the conversation at MAHQ's official forums at mechatalk.net, where you can find forums for this show and other MAHQ and Shinjuku Station podcasts. There you can comment on the thread for this episode or others and submit questions for future podcasts. If you're looking for previous episodes of Gundam at MAHQ, look no further than Gundam.net, where you can also find information on all of our previous episodes. Also find us on iTunes by using the keyword Gundam, and make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. After listening to our show, your next stop should be Chaos Theater, MAHQ's podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom outside of Mecca. Hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ, Gundam's own Chris Guanche, and the pedal bear of the South, Tomopop's own Pedro Cortez. You can tune into the show at chaostheater.blogspot.com and on iTunes by searching for Chaos Theater. Don't forget that we're also on YouTube, where you can not only find our previous episodes, but extra content as well. Subscribe to these channels when you have time. YouTube.com slash Gundam MAHQ. YouTube.com slash Chaos Theater MAHQ. YouTube.com slash Fighters Ready. YouTube.com slash Shin Station Fight Tube. And YouTube.com slash Shinjuku Station. Last but not least, make a beeline to Shinjuku Station's home for live streaming. That's tinyurl.com slash Shin Station. Every week we stream live with anime commentaries like Shoji Ramaro's Anime Movie Night and live podcasts like our new show, Barbecue Night. Don't sleep. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash Shin Station and follow us to keep up with all our future live streams as well as archives of our most recent sessions. And Neo, back to you, sir. All right. Chris, anything on the MHQ uh, front that we need to t- keep a lookout for or anything that's coming up? Any Or Chaos Theater or, or the multitude of <laughs> privately held businesses that you own? No. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks uh, with episode 138. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Why must you fight? Do you love war so much? There is no reason to fight. So why? This is a battlefield. We must fight. Face it or become a casualty. That is the nature of war. It always has been. But why? Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. City needs a leader. And putting the copycat hoods up to assassin and the mayor was just the first step. The vigilante. 
He destroyed the centrifuge and the serum along with it. I will arrange for you to receive another sample of my blood, and then you can begin to mass-produce the serum again. When I ask you not to confront the vigilante, you will listen. Remember, your mask can be worn by another. You know who he is under that hood, don't you? I know exactly who he is. He is my friend. That's why you don't want him dead. Death would be a release from this life, and his sentence is yet to be carried out. I am going to tear everything he cares about away from him. Destroy those who choose to follow him. Corrupt those he loves. Once he has lost everyone and everything he values, I will drive an arrow through his eye. <laughs>